Thanks for choosing this podcast from Low Moon and More Role Playing Podcast. Role, play, role Playing Low Moon and More. And if you're interested in more information about the church, check us out later at churchtoledo.com. In the meantime, enjoy the story. So then they executed an uh, escape plan, basically. And they went and saved her. It actually went pretty well when you think about it. Because I'm carrying it. Oh yeah. Yeah, because they used the carpet. They got the. They had the carpet parked up on the roof. And then they went in on foot, and they fought. And back, Lucas fought this guy who was really tough. And put him in the negatives. And then the party finished off the fight in the room. Freed Darvul, and then as they were coming out, there was um, mercenary archers or guardsmen or something that were firing arrows. And Herrick put up an obscurement, which was like basically like a dense fog, but blocks visibility, and that allowed them to move move the carpet down. You, because you were on the carpet, move the carpet down into it was you and a stirred actually into the area of the. Um, into the skirmish right outside the door, and they ran out, got on it, and they went right back up onto the roof and got away. So, but I say all that to say they did. They took a lot of hits too, but. You did hit your shots. Well, I mean, as long as he wasn't rolling, of course he did. As long as I hit my shots, he wasn't rolling, and he's a low-level ranger, which is pretty much one of the most powerful classes at low level because of their inherent. With the bow, doing a, yeah, doing a ridiculous amount of damage in close range. Okay. Anyway, so what I have here is experience. Um, so let me preface this by saying: um, so the magic carpet that you got, I took the experience for the magic carpet and divided it over everybody in the party, gave everybody a share of it, even though. At some point, somebody might have said one person learned it sooner than others, whatever. But everybody's kind of learning it at the same time. Everybody's pretty much learning at the same time, so I divide out, which is why this number is so high. Because it turns out that learning how to fly a magic carpet is quite the experience. That's Rook. This is Kevin. This is Sturd. And this is Lucas. And don't forget that you also gained... I mean, you can basically think of it like an insanity or whatever, that you are, you have a compulsion so that when you're... Like making plans, anytime you're thinking about, anytime a time factor could come into play, you have to say something about the time. It's cursed, is what he's saying. Uh, Not necessarily. So it has that effect. Bottom numbers are a new number or. Right, that plus 10% if you get it. That's the number I'm giving you, and then you have to add your 10%. I have to split. Do I I think everybody gets gets it. Correct. So the easiest way to do it would be to add 10. Do you get 10% in both of your classes? Uh, Clear. What is your wisdom? Wisdom is 17. Yes, so definitely. And then dex is below 15. My dex is 12. Yeah, so you got to split it in half. And then your cleric side gets an extra 10%. Hey, you got Oh, add 10%. Yes, exactly. So if you get 10%, you have to add it. I don't do that because... And then I'd have to do it individually for every single person and, and know whether they get 10% or not. Just multiply by 1.1. Yeah. So a stir does get 10%. Okay. So you need to add 10% to that total and then add that total. You round to up, your right? Experience. Yes. Although 
It can't be a fraction if you're adding 10%, can it? I guess it's uh, technically, yes. technically yes. it would be a half, yeah. yeah. So it's definitely wound up. So 1755 plus, oh, I, I'm not supposed to say that number out loud. Correct. You're not supposed to be talking about the numbers on the paper. I was just. Although when he comes back in, I want to mention the, the RP modifier. That is a really good dinner. They give you way too many french fries. They do. So I would just add these two. Okay, so. That might have leveled me up. Right, so that, that goes to each class, mm -hmm. but then your cleric gets an extra 10%. Ten which is this one. Well, just no, asking if I should add that. No. That would be cleric. No, only the cleric. <clears throat> it only gets 10% of whatever it gets. So in other words, so we get another 77, basically. 77? Yeah. So this oh. this goes to cleric and to thief. They both get that much. And then your cleric gets an extra 77. Okay. Oh, cavalier is um, cleric, isn't it? And I think, didn't we figure out before that your experience number was not correct and we said we needed to fix it? Does that sound right, Brian? Didn't we look at your sheet before and figure out your experience number was not actually right and we needed yeah, to fix it? I think so. Okay, so let's do that first before you add so that number in. Paladin. Paladin so we have the right number going forward. Okay, so. Yeah, I just looked up. You're currently uh, second level cleric. Is that right? Currently on your sheet. It should have the numbers up under class, it should say. Two slash three, maybe, or two slash two or something on the top right there. Two slash two? Yeah, two slash two. Okay, so you're two slash two. So then, okay, we're going to, so before this experience that you're just getting, your cleric experience is going to be, all right, I'm going to pre-roll my hit points a couple times. Yeah, you're definitely going to make your level. Your cleric experience is going to be, what's 2,800? twelve. So plus the 772 plus the 77. Yes. So that's 854. And 2800, 3654. So your experience is 3654 for a cleric. 3654. RP.05. Yeah, I'll explain that in a minute. Okay. Okay. But it's already figured in there, but I'm going to explain what it means. All right. Witness me. <laughs> oh, this is important. You're rolling for hit points. <laughs> I rolled three 12s while I was pre rolling. I'll have you know. Oh, uh, that's why you wasted them all. Four. Watch this. Plus combo. It's a fat. I have seventeen twenty-seven con. That's three more. Seven. And when you gain when you gain eighteen con, you're going to get a point for every level. Mm -hmm. And your amount of points so you can go negative would theoretically go up one. Uh, do I make my um my bodybuilding roll? Yeah. Two D ten. Added on to those numbers, strength. Or, uh, yeah, you can do it now, but my strength is probably maxed out. Yeah, oh yeah, probably. Is it nineteen? It doesn't go above that. I will make sure that does not happen again. Um, I should have a number next to this. Okay. Anyway, so then we're doing your thief next. Still struggling, okay? Okay, I, I, I give you it's 36, 54. 36, 54. That is what it is now. After the 10%, er, after everything, it's 36, 54. Your actual number of experience is 36, 54. All right, so then one more time. So you don't have to add anything into it. But you see if we got to figure out, okay? 
So you were at 2,400 for thief. So then you just got 772 added. So that puts you at 3172. So thief is now 3172. Upgrade, so I'll probably be like eight level. Okay. So that means you make your level in both cleric and thief. So you, you, you got to know experience. So you're gonna be you're gonna be third third, but you haven't trained for it yet. So all you're gonna get is your your hit points. That's all you're gonna get. So you're gonna be, you need to train for third level cleric and third level thief. You just got done training for second level like a week ago. <laughs> so it's a mediocre rise. All right. Anyway, um, okay. So on this piece of paper that I gave you, you'll notice that it says RP, and then there's a number. Okay. So that number is going to be anywhere from zero to 0 0.25. 0 0.25 is going to be super rare. So it's typically going to be in the teens. Okay. Um, however. If you didn't play, like you weren't here, like Ricky, you weren't here, mm -hmm. so you wouldn't get, you're not going to get very much at all. It's going to be very low. The reason I gave you the .05 even that you got was because you got, um, you were, I texted you about going after Dark Bull and you said, yeah. So mm -hmm. you made a decision in the session even though you weren't technically here to play. Otherwise, it'd be zero. For okay. you, all right. But then you're going to usually going to get a number that, ref and it's, this is completely up to me. Okay. So it's, it's uh, Game Master you know, what do you call it, um, prerogative, all right? So if I think you role-played your character well, did you play your alignment, did you play your quirks, did you, you know, did you have something to say when you should have had something to say, you know, things like that. So I think you played your character well, then that's going to scale that number up. The only way you're ever going to get up near, like, 0.2, for example, is if either, A, you've got everybody cracking up, so everybody's laughing, yeah, that's the right thing to do in character, but everybody's laughing, then that, that, a lot of times that's going to get you up near point two. Um, or if you do something that is obviously in character, but it, would, it puts your character in serious harm's way, but it's what they would do. So in other words, like, say you have a low intelligence, and you go, well, I'm going to do this, even though I know this is dumb. right? My character wouldn't know this is dumb because my character is dumb. So I'm going to do this, which means my character may die, Right, so you do that, and then if you manage to survive, then you get role playing experience. Right, so also the flip side of that would also be true. It's hard to play stats like intelligence and wisdom when they're in the teens. If you have like a 17 wisdom, for example, like both of you guys have high wisdom, mm -hmm. that's hard to play. So when you manage to play a very high wisdom, like you figure out what's happening before it actually happens and announce it, and you're right. Which so the, I'll give you a role playing trick on that. If you get a hunch and you think you know where something's going, um, if you go, well, I think this is what might be happening, in character, he says, I think this is what might be happening, and then that proves to be right, then you're going to be playing your high wisdom, right? If it proves to be wrong, eh, that happens, even to people who have high wisdom. You know, there wasn't really enough evidence, so that's not going to hurt you any. So it's good to kind of forecast. Now, what you know, that's where kind of like humor kicks in, too, because you go, well, I know what's happening. It's the mayor's daughter. She's behind all of this. And everybody's like, no, that's stupid. And you're like, no, I'm pretty sure it's the mayor's daughter. I've got this figured out. And then you go and, like, it's definitely not the mayor's daughter, and she saves your life or, you know, whatever. And then afterwards you can make a comment. You go, I guess it wasn't the mayor's daughter. You know what I mean? So it's comedy. You know, so you can do things like that. Um, a classic, one of the classic ones from the history of the campaign, is, there's bunches and bunches of them, but one of them was when... A victor who is a low intelligence, low wisdom cavalier, and essentially was the leader of the party, refused to accept 
the party had pretty well determined about half the they had 14 players at the time, and they pretty well, half of them had determined that a king was behind the plot to kill Sir Jonathan Carne, who was about to marry the king's oldest daughter. Okay? And he had, that he had, the king had hired assassins to kill him. The first session of that module, which was called Who's Trying to Kill Sir Jonathan Carne, day one or day two, anyway, he absolutely would not even consider, in fact, he browbeat the rest of the party to get them to not consider that it might be the king. Because he was loyal to the king and not wise and not intelligent, and he just would not accept the evidence. Like he refused it, he refuted it in every possible way. And then that that module went 14 days long. We played 14 days in a row every night. At the end of which, every single player was dead. Every every character died. It was a total TPK. 14 players, all their characters died. And in the final session, the 14th session, two of the characters who were the only ones alive were standing in front of the king. One of those characters was a chaotic neutral assassin. And she had midnight, which is a sort of uh, sharpness, and she was trained with it. And she could have taken the king's head off in a second. And as she knelt there, she debated with herself. She's like, should I? Should I? You know, I could do it. Should I? And she debated just long enough that she missed the chance. And the guards came in and stopped the, and got in the way, basically. And she couldn't kill him. And then they proceeded to go out and, were, and they died. And after it was all done, it was, resolved, it was the king. The king was the one who hired the assassins. But it wasn't actually the king. They, what, it, it was a layer of subterfuge. It was what's called a Grimschitz, which is it's like a doppelganger where it kills a subject and takes on their form. But in the case of a Grimschitz, which is like a super doppelganger, when they kill somebody and take on their form, they get most of their abilities. So you get like 80% of their abilities. So we're talking like a 23rd level mage, which I think the king was like 19th level at that time. But anyway, you're talking like a really high level mage. You kill him, and now you're a 17th level mage. So he had all that ability... And he hired um, he hired assassins to kill Karn because Karn was marrying his daughter, which would make and this was his daughter who was the heir apparent. That would essentially make her his consort. But he's a very strong personality, and he would essentially become king. And so he was gonna he wanted to stop that, especially because being that close to him, Karn was probably gonna figure out that. So anyway, that's why the plot. But classic example. And and Victor got a ton of role playing experience in the session where he insisted. It could not be the king. In fact, him and one of the other members, they, uh, they were in that group. Todd Korzik was playing a knight called Sir Martin Astron. And he, they were up on the table, white-knuckled, yelling in each other's faces, arguing about whether it was the king or not. And, that was, and so they, they both got very good role-playing experience. Oh, that it did not avail them. It did not avail them because they both died before the module was over. They, and they lost didn't get it all. Trained. Yeah. Got a thousand experience for a party. Yeah, but that's that's all part. It's all part of it. It's a role playing game, and I. So, you know, in the in the supreme equation of things, if you are role playing, you will do what your character would do in that circumstances, even to your character's demise, you know, or to their great detriment, or to a great suffering of loss, or whatever, you know, you you will dive off a cliff to save a friend, even though there's a one in a million chance, you know, if you're that kind of character. Whereas if you do those kinds of things when you're not heroic, that's not good role playing. You know, so basically if you're looking for it to get the highest, so it means you can get up to 25% increase in experience, which you, if you, if you got even, let's say, and I think this party usually gets in the neighborhood of like between 11 and 17. Most, most of the players in this group have gotten between 11 and 17 before. And so that's where you're at. If you figure you average 15%, when you get to the point where you've got a million experience, that's an extra 150,000 experience. That's a lot. 
and you're out, and most of you are getting 10% for your class. So now if you have 15%, plus you got 10% for your class, that's 25%. At a million experience, that's 250,000 experience. And you'll get there. I mean, you guys are, this is early. We play once a month like that, really, for this camp. It's pretty early. We're, what are we, 15, 20 sessions in? You know, so it's early from my perspective because I I run campaigns that last a really long time. So what's that? It's early from my perspective, too. Yeah, I think we're all going to get, you know, we'll all be gray here playing this game. That's that's my expectation, but whether it's true or not, you know, remains to be seen. Um, and then, you know, the other, the other thing that I do tend to do uh, and this is sort of like a peek behind the curtain, Wizard of Oz type peek behind the curtain type thing, and that is if you role play your current character to its demise, then that will be seen in character generation. You know, like your next character is going to have... So, for example, one of the things I do is like if you have to generate a new character and you generate a character in the party, you cannot be a higher level character than a character that's already in the party. And my tendency is you would always be one level lower at least. So usually what I'll do is I'll take the highest level character in the party, whatever they are, and then you'll roll a D3, and on a 1 you'll be two levels lower, on a 2 you'd be one level lower, and on a 3 you'd be the same level. But if somebody has role-played their other character really well to their demise, that might become a D2, and you're either going to be one level below or the same as. Or, you know, if it was, if it's one of those things going down in the book, man, that death is, no one will ever forget how that character died or what happened right there because it was comical. James had a character, Malachios, who was actually neutral with evil tendencies. And he, uh, the party was hiding out in this cave and they were being stalked by this dragon that they thought they had killed the dragons, but there was one left. And it came home and found out that they had killed its family. And so that it was hunting them down across the countryside. And they were getting their butts kicked. You know, they, they were losing horses, they were taking hit points damage and stuff. It was really ugly. And they head out in this cave and he heard something outside. He was on watch by himself. And he crept out of the cave and didn't see anything. And so then he thought he heard something up above. And so he went over to the side and kind of crawled up a little bit and stuck his, leaned way out in an awkward position. He was not wise. He had like, he had like a eight wisdom. In an awkward position, looked to see if there was something up there. So first of all, that's really good role-playing. He's, he's role-playing innate wisdom beautifully there because you're extending yourself. You're the only person on watch. You didn't wake anybody up. You know you've been chased by a dragon. What's probably up there if you're hearing a noise? You know, so he's playing his innate wisdom beautifully. So then he goes, he goes, um, and I say, you see the dragon there. It's looking you right in the face. And he goes, okay, I, uh, and he, he could have fought. You know, he could have dove down into the cave. He could have done anything he wanted. He goes, well, I, I try to talk to it. And, this is, and so at this point, we're in notes because the party's all, the players are all sitting around and I'm passing him notes back and forth because he's the only one I watch. And so I pass him a note and he passed me a note and he says, I try to talk to it, negotiate. So, he, so he's neutral with evil tendencies. He was going to trade his party for his life. That's what he was going to do. You know that's what he was going to do. He's going to like, well, if you don't eat me, I'll let you get in there and get after them. You know? And he thought maybe they'll survive or whatever. But anyway, the point is... Um, so he goes, I try to negotiate. So I passed him a note, and um, on the note I wrote, he eats you. <laughs> and and then he goes, uh, pass me a note back, and he goes, now I fight. <laughs> and it's, a, it's classic, you know, that's classic. And so that, you know, those things, that's 20 years ago, oh, 15, funny. 20 years ago, you know. And so if you go down in a ball of, of a blaze of glory or extremely entertaining moment, whatever, I have tried with Blaine, my characters in Josh's game, 
uh, he has a heroic, he has an overdeveloped sense of heroism. And, uh, but he sees himself as the poor man's hero. And the party is working their way out of that now because they're getting to be kind of stronger. So he's not really um, as much a hero for them. But that's a, he has a hero complex when it comes to people who are weaker than him. So he's constantly like, putting himself in the line of fire. And we're in this house, and this house is collapsing down on us. And in fact, it was all Ricky's fault. But anyway, the house is collapsing down on us. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, and so we're going out, and like rubble's falling and stuff, and we're, and we're retrieving like magic items and treasure from this monster we had just killed. And we're, they're pushing it to the limit on how, fat, how long they're going to stay there to try to take my, as rock is falling down, it's all caving in on us. By this, Ricky's already running. And they're going to run out, and one of the party members gets pinned under a pile of rubble. And I'm flying on a broom of flying with another party member, which is going slower than I wanted, but it's allowing me to kind of dodge the rubble. And so I send the party member that's with me on the room flying out, and I drop down next to the person that's pinned under the rubble, and I thoroughly intend to, mind you, we're down to like seconds. Like we're at the point where you're getting hit for 40 points of damage of rubble like every round, which around in 5e is six seconds or whatever. And, um, and I'm like, I'm going to grab, I'm going to teleport them out and just stay there and be crushed. You know, this is that. I'm totally done. Mm-hmm. And just as I go to teleport them out, they escape from the rubble, and start running for the entrance. And so I'm like, oh, I missed my chance to sacrifice myself. And so I run after them and uh, didn't get to teleport anybody. And, I, and I'm leaving this room with rubble falling all over the place with a teleport spell in my mind. It was, it was it's actually shadow step, small teleport spell. But anyway, the point is, I've tried on multiple occasions to sacrifice myself heroically and failed. Like I, I've yet, and so eventually that's going to be on my character sheet. Like fails to sacrifice himself heroically. <laughs> that's going to be my new well, personality that's trait. That's <laughs> perfect. That yeah. would be perfect. So then, then I can role play it. Like okay, I, yeah. So like I'll be like, yeah, I'll be standing in front of two people. There's two people behind me, right? And the arrows come flying in, and I'll go like, I'm going to step in front of the person to save them, but I step in front of the wrong person, and the other person gets hit, you know, things like that. So I'll be able to, I'll be able to actually do that, but. I'm trying to think of what they, that actually was. It was, in, it was under the, um, what do they call it, Monster Mansion, Monster House, whatever it's called, House Oh, is it, I think I was the other person on the took the orb. I tried to grab the orb and sprint out of it, and I didn't realize ghosts were like, way faster than you were, and they killed me on the way out. Yeah, so he's running out anyway, and he's like, well, I'm just going to grab it on the way by. Yeah. It's none of us. It's shiny. Technically, like, none of us made it out of the house. We all got trapped in the house. My, but we didn't die. My, we all got trapped. Not, not an ability, my, uh, my character trait, greed. I'm super greedy, and I saw this super shiny orb, and I'm like, I want it. Yeah, right. So I'm going to grab it on the way out. Yeah, and almost I grab it, and I run, and ghosts pop out of the walls, and they're chasing me. I'm like, I cannot run ghosts. Yeah. Apparently, I could not. So they killed me on the, they killed me on the stairs going up. They knocked you out, anyway. Oh, knocked me out, yes. Yeah, I think we, we had about three party members that went deeply unconscious, but or were rolling. They survived there. I remember because you decided, screw this, and we're going to kick down every yeah. door. No, my, my character was, my character <laughs> was sort of like a, I have nothing to lose. Sort of like, so he'd throw himself headfirst in every situation. So we're going through this haunted house. Or like things like jumping out and trying to kill us. We're trying to quietly go through the haunted house. Trying to quietly go through the haunted house, and he's just walking up and like kicking down doors and like sprinting in. Boom! Is there anything (laughs) in here? Like shaking the base of every room he walks into. So anyway, the point is a paladin. That's a different campaign.
but I was just giving an example. You know, sometimes like, you can you can try to sacrifice yourself and actually fail, and that's almost as entertaining, or maybe even more so. Exactly. So, Theon does some crazy stuff. I remember Theon. Uh, one of our part, we were shrunk down. We were going through this. This well, we were like Theon was like six inches tall at the time because he's four foot flat at his full height. So he's like six <laughs> inches tall, and we're trouncing through these caves. I don't remember why we were doing that. Or a little bit more detail. You've got a bunch of caves in your history. Are you talking about the one where everybody was fleeing, the where it was falling down, and you went back for the treasure? That no, one? we were. Okay. There was one we were tiny, and we. Oh, tiny. Uh, Janny, our druid. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Out by a carp. Yeah. We're going along this this, this tiny little stream, and as a, a carp comes through the stream, and Janny goes to jump over it, and she gets snatched, snatched by this carp. So Theon drops his backpack, takes just his his sword and his dagger, and leaps into this water, and like stabs into the side of the carp, and is stabbing it repeatedly oh. to get it to let go. We gotta let James in. Else. Yeah, so he, he literally like clung to the side of the carp, stabbing it until it let go of the druid. Who was, yeah. And I was playing many cards in that campaign. He likes um, to cheat, so I burned his cards. <laughs> yeah, Ricky's card is also a bit of a prankster in that game too. Oh yeah, I have this. I have this stick. It's my favorite rod. world. It's it's an immovable rod. Um, you put it somewhere, you press a button, and it doesn't move at all. No matter what you do to it, it doesn't move. Uh, what, what do you need? Like, what strength do you need to even move it? Like, uh, giant strength, godly strength, basically. Yeah. Like, so it doesn't move. So what I do is when I'm on watch, I like I take this stick and I put it on somebody and I like, push down. And, press <laughs> and when they wake up, they're like... <laughs> Can't do anything. <laughs> yeah. That's better when we're back and they kept. Sounds like they're hunting for which door they were both at. Have Cole figured out which door you're at? Well, <laughs> his car was down there. So but I moved around here because I couldn't get any. <laughs> we got you. We got, I got here. you a different chair. I don't. You, you, oh, yeah, you can put it there if you want. But so I, I took the rod. I noticed maybe you didn't like prefer this kind of chair butt. last week. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little I pushed myself up and I did the whole Ninja Warrior thing oh, where okay. I, like, I lifted myself really hot, like up, and hit the button, and do that, like. I did. Salmon, salmon ladder, but you don't need anything but the rod, just the rod. So, <laughs> they climb on top of it to shoot uh, fireball zombies. Fireball the reason it's zombies. so high is because of the magic carpet. I took the magic carpet experience and divided it out by all the party members. Uh, the rest of you know. Apparently, magic, learning how to ride a magic carpet is quite fun. So, all of them combined? This is the total. That's the total. This is your RP experience, which was that. And that's the total. This plus that equals that. Oh, I was I was going. <laughs> when I looked at that middle number, I went. Ooh. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> you have to read my chicken scratch. 
I can, uh, I can read the script. The I just couldn't read the logic. logic. Um, and get going in a single second. In Low Moon, do I have to be human to get the attack from horseback? Is it the character one level higher still? No. Okay. So I still get that. I have mine. Okay. Did you get my text about the boot hill event? I I got the text. I have not opened it. Another thing I Okay. We just went live on SAP last week. Can I tell you about this one? So the only reason this is the text. The only reason I left before six is because I got your your text. Or sorry, the only time I was before eight. Looking at by all rights, he died. Mm -hmm. He was giving grace. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... It's a Saturday now. Yeah. Or is it Saturday or Friday? I can't remember now. Well, I mean, like, take a look to see what you have a availability. What do you do? But I'm like, certainly help plug. get things done. Okay. Well, I just want to make sure I'm not intentionally well, the horn blocking has a percentage you. You can't when the time comes because you're busy, then that's one thing, but I just want to make sure that wasn't a date for you. No, I appreciate that. That's a Thursday. No, it's October. We kept the, finding him. The, and then his, his horn is like the fourth time. Yeah, so that would have been our like second low moon date in right. October. And he blows it. Or so he blows up. That's 10 D10 fire damage. But, um, first level. We're going to do he two in <laughs> September. Yeah. It's all possible. Um, and only one in October, which will be toward the end of the month. And then the last one. Okay, so real quick, a promo. Um, for Just so everybody knows, I wanted to verify the date with him. but So the Boot Hill role-playing event that I'm doing is going to be October 23rd. It's a Saturday evening. Okay. Um, so I'm, ask, I'm going to basically be asking people if we can possibly RSVP in advance as it gets closer, like um, because I want to do some competitions and drawing, do some drawings and some fun stuff along that, like with it. So Boot Hill is Wild West role playing. So the characters are, you might be like a gamber type person or you might be a you know, like a homesteader who your house got burned, or you might be a bounty hunter, or you might be, you know, somebody with a gun, basically, to be a gun or something. It's not, we're not going to do, I don't know, we haven't generated all the characters yet, but I don't know that we'll have any Indians, and we're not going to fight Indians during the, during the uh, module, at least that's not the plan. Um, but so anyway, if, you, if you're leaning toward it, and I'll, be, I'll put out some more information until you tell me to leave you alone, so it's not like I'm going to block anybody out of it. But um, we're going to do it, and this might be important to you, Ricky. We're going to do it. It's a four and a half, or it's it's a four and a half hour slot. So we're going to do two hours, have a, a, a half an hour break, and then do two hours. So that if there's people who can only play two hours of the four hours, they can do that. Mm -hmm. And if, like for example, you and Amalia want to play, one of you could play the first two hours, one of you play the second two hours, or vice versa. Mm -hmm. And then that way you you kids the other two hours or that kind of thing. So it would be. And it's a Saturday night, so it's not a school night. Um, but it's going to be 5.30 to 10, and um, and one-shot deal, Western-themed, basically. We're not going to start a campaign. We're not starting something new, but it's going to be just a fun thing. And like I said, I'm going to throw in some activities with it. I might do some you know, Wild West trivia type stuff, or I might do just some drawings just to give away some stuff, or... Um, I already, I already have a plan to do a list, like if you bring um, Western-themed props, for every Western-themed prop you bring, your character will get a experience boost. And because of the way I'm playing, the building the characters, um, so if you start, a, you might start a character at 5.30, your character dies at 6 o'clock, mm -hmm. and make it happen, and the character dies. For, it's a very deadly game, very deadly. 
Um, you die in a first encounter very easily, and if you do, you'll just pick up another character and start from there, like get added in. Pretty cool, actually. The storylines will be um, the storylines will be set so that it makes sense for all the characters to be involved, and then you'll just get added in, and then you'll go on from there. And if ten minutes later another character dies, then that person plays a new character. So you might play five characters by the time you're done if they all die. But yeah, you just keep getting a new character. But the goal is to complete the task at hand before burning through all of the characters. So we might have 10, 15 people playing, we might have 40 characters. And so if, if, if say at what time, nine o'clock at night, you know, we're down to the last five characters and they can't possibly complete the mission because so many people have gotten killed along the way or whatever like that, then you lose. That's, you know, so the win is team event. We win if we get to beat the villains and we win the day before everybody's characters so are dead. It will be difficult. Yes. It will be difficult. Yeah, it's, it's not a... Well, it's, it's not even that. I mean, like, you know, it's, old, it's Wild West. You know you're going to wind up in a shootout. So basically when you get Holy shot... Yes. Yeah, when you get shot in, um, in Wild West, in Boot Hill when you get shot, um, every shot is determined damage... So you have a strength stat, and your strength stat's going to be somewhere between maybe 5 and 20, somewhere in that range. And every time you get hit, you're going to take damage off of your strength stat, and it's going to be, that's going to be somewhere between 1 and 10, right? So you get hit, you get shot, you take 4 points off your strength. You only had 15 to start with, or maybe you're playing a weaker character, you might have, only have like 9 or 10, you know, because not everybody's got 15 strength, so you might have a lower number, and then you might get shot twice, so you take a 4 off each time, right? you're down to like three or four strength. But also, every time you get shot, you take a wound, and wounds are light, moderate, severe, or mortal. And so you get shot You get shot one time, and the severity is rolled, and it's a mortal wound. You have to make a luck check. If you make your luck check, it turns into a light wound, and you have to describe like how you may miraculously got it shot my pocket watch or, you know, whatever. Glanced off the silver buckle on my hat. Yeah, something like a silver buckle on your hat, yeah. Something like that. And so you only have a light wound instead of a, a mortal wound. But if you don't make the luck check, you're dead. Yeah, I mean, you're not technically dead. You're laying there dying. I mean, you're right. about to be dead. Yeah. You will be dead very soon. Um, and those are randomly rolled. So literally every time you get shot, you take anywhere from 1 to 10 strength. And, well, it's usually more like 1 to 7, 2 to 7, something like that. And you take a light, moderate, severe, or mortal wound. So you, get, so you could be doing great. You're doing great. Like, I, I got a 15 strength and I ain't been hit. And somebody shoots you, does five points of damage and a mortal wound. You fail your luck check and you're dead. You know, it's, it can be like that. So um, even though you're, you, so you be as cautious as all get out. But the thing is, if you're cautious and you shoot somebody in the back, that ain't right either. <laughs> you know, then you're not, you got another kind of problem. So, um, but there probably will be some characters who would shoot somebody in the back, but mostly they're, they're going to be characters who are the good guys versus we're the good guys, they're the bad guys kind of characters. So. All right. Anyway, so just wanted to mention that that'll be coming up, um, and then I've got a couple other a couple others in the works, um, but I don't I, no, nothing within the next couple months, so we'll d deal with that later. Okay. All right. Where uh, XP wise middle beginning. Oh, for your, yeah, middle. Middle. Yeah. Smack in the middle, if you would. I love that. Several people made their level. Did you make your level? Uh, Did you no, look? No. I have not. Oh, speaking of which, we have to do, have to do uh, his hit points. Did you want to do his hit points? Kevin's hit points. So you need to roll a 
D6 okay, and a D8. You're a player, right? Yeah, you're a player. And somebody needs uh, a witness's roll. What? Okay. Uh, so how much experience do you have on? Uh, it's the 30 minute point. Yeah, you are first level. Third level. You're going to make fourth at 6,001. This. You're going to get a D8. Okay. So somebody witnesses roll, he's going to roll those two dice and average them. What do you got? One and five. One and five, so that's six, so it's a total of three. So add three hit points to your character. Three, what's your con? And what is your con? Sixteen. My con is thirteen. So no bonus. Yeah. So okay. yep, just 16, add three hit points to your max. Sixteen plus one. And if you're at max, then that's what your current hit points is. What is that? Sixteen plus one. Oh, so it'll be uh, so uh, no, sixteen plus two. Oh, it is. He's right. It's plus two. Okay, plus two. Sixteen is plus two. Yeah, which is the highest a non-fighter can get. You have to be a fighter to get a con bonus above that. You're very densely built, which is probably good because you do tend to get the snot kicked out of you. <laughs> when was the point away from getting 10% experience? What? My hit points could be so much better. Yeah, don't don't worry about what they could be. <laughs> they can always go down. And what what did we determine for a stir? Did you check permanently? It? Yeah. Check and see if you made his level. Yeah, I know. I don't know what his level was. Uh, okay, so what level were you? In the middle of the top of the page, it should say probably level two, I think. Three at the most. Yeah. Two? Okay, and how many experience do you currently have? That plus whatever you had already should be on the back of your sheet. Right there on the left. Oh, plus this? Yeah, that was what you had, and now you're adding that in. Oh, okay. So, adding that. So what did you already have? I didn't know if I was adding 10% to this or 10% to the entire thing. Yeah, 10% to that. Okay, so I added 10% to that. So I didn't add it to this yet. Well, what was it before? Uh, 3617. So you're at over 5,000, yes. So you did the third level. I did. Ooh. Yep. Oh, I don't need 12. You get a D8. D8, yep. <laughs> Gonna roll a D8, add your combo bonus, and that's your hit points. That's now, it never happens, by the way, but if you ever fail to train for an entire month after getting those experience, you do lose those temporary hit points. So you do have a month to train for your level. Technically, they probably won't end up being bad. That's your permanent addition to your hit points, but if you put off training for long enough, they would go away. Until you, get them back you train or train them? Yeah, then if you train, you get them back. You don't get to roll again. No, don't get to roll again. Meta gaming. Meta gaming. Figure it out. I rolled crappy. I'm just going to wait a month. Or perhaps I shall learn from my experience. If I had that. Seven. Nice. He rolls good. Yeah, he's fine. What's your count? Fifteen. That's plus one. So that's eight. So you had eight to your maximum hit points. Were you at full? I was twenty-four. Probably. Yeah, I don't think you got hit. I usually put like the, the max like, in the corner. Yeah, it is wise to keep your max and then track your wounds. In fact, it's wise to keep your wounds separate, like minus three, minus two, minus five, because some, there are things that will affect just one wound. Like it'll just eliminate a wound. Or, or if you have a soul wound. Yeah, that's oh, really yeah. important. Yeah. yeah. 
soul wounds are wounds yeah, that can't be healed unless they're healed with strong enough magics. He really likes soul wounds. Soul wounds okay. are what happen with bad clerics. So now you have two two issues, two problems, essentially. Take them away and they don't all right, so we ended the session. This is so recapping a little bit. You are in the next district over, okay? So safe in the inn. You don't hardly know anybody. You met the bartender and a couple of people in the inn, things like that. You don't really know anybody in uh, this area. Um, however, you did go back and make yourselves pariah in the previous area, which is the um, commonly considered the adventuring district. So the adventurers guild, yeah, the adventurers guild there um, would have been a good place to get training, but you can't go back there realistically because now there's a bounty on your heads. Yeah. So we ended with a, we entered, entered with, or we ended with you. Um, was it a stirred? I think it was a stirred. Brought in the poster, where they were posted all over the place. She brought, it to, uh, she brought it to somebody's attention, then they might have brought it to all of ours. Here. Okay, I don't remember exactly how it went down. The bottom line is you, you got a poster. Um, Darvul, there we go. I have a saying it wrong. Anyway, Dar, you had a poster that showed, and it had a, and it had a sketch of your party. Uh, it wasn't a great sketch, I mean, but it's something that you could, certainly if you're traveling together, you could be picked out by the sketch. And it said uh, 500 gold piece reward. Uh, and on the bottom it said the outsiders. So, so, so you you got your nickname as a group from your wanted poster uh, in the adventurers um, precinct of Kazakhstan. It's better than than what Uprising did. <laughs> What's the nickname? The outsiders. Hence the name of the campaign. They think I'm tall. Yeah. Okay. So, the uprising party just keeps naming themselves after cities that we've saved. Well, I mean, in all fairness, the first couple of times they didn't name themselves that. They just, people called them that. Uh, they saved a town and they were called the saviors of Jackto. And then they saved another town, they were called the saviors of Wellwind. They were never in Wellwind. Yes, but that was, they were officially never there. <laughs> uh, supposed to be discreet. And they saved the town and just like ripped the whole area wide open with their reputation and everything, even though they were Started supposed to be discreet. Started a war. <laughs> Started a, a hobgoblin war or orc war? Orc war. Anyway, okay. Okay, so bottom line is that's where we ended. All right? So you are uh, you're staying in the inn. Um, you've done enough checking around to know that the that at least unless somebody gets aggressive and wants to try to claim the reward, which could be a problem, right, that the local guardsmen are not going to arrest you on site. Okay, so it's precinct by precinct as far as that's concerned. So in Kazakhstan, which is literally like half a mile west of here, Kazakhstan the Adventurer's Precinct, which is the one you were in, um, that precinct, go in there, everybody and their brother is going to be after for a 500 gold bounty. Over here... You know, it's known, and basically the constables just said, keep your nose clean, whatever. But at the same time, realize anybody could try to claim that bounty at any time. So you are a little bit on edge, okay? Um, so you got that word in the early afternoon after your exploits over there. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's 
now two, three o'clock, and by now all of you have been informed, you all know, and you've had time to inquire of the local constables, like are they going to be trying to arrest you, that kind of thing, so you know that. What do you do? Let me please get out of this godforsaken city. I'm <laughs> yes. so tired of being here. Thanks for okay. coming. Okay. I mean, we could... Is there any other reason we need to be here? I'm a little hungry. Other than I kind of forgot why we were here in the first place. You brought the, the present. Oh, yes. You brought the present to Lady Charlotte. Bear in mind that you have not been paid for bringing the present. You get to pay when you get back, which you've never gotten back, so you've not been paid. So you do have a so we just gotta get 50 gold piece reward sitting waiting for you in Diamond Cove. 50 gold pieces each. That's right. So every person has 50 gold pieces, theoretically, except in Diamond Cove, except for Herrick. Um, nope, I merely have a 500 gold opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Except 500 each. That's true. Uh, no. No, it was 100. The goal is to get out. Yes. No. All right. So what time is it now? It is roughly 3 or 4 o'clock. You look at your watch. Yep. You can see that the small hand <laughs> is just approaching the 4, which actually is one of the numbers that is on the watch. The watch only has the number 4, 6, 10, and 12. Those are the only numbers. It looks like there was a space for numbers maybe to go around, but 4, 6, 10, and 12 are the only numbers that are actually So like on the clock, 4, yeah. 6, 10, 12. Yep, in, they're in, the, in that position. And they're Roman numerals. So it's IV in the 4 position, V1, or VI in the 6th position, X in the 10th position, and XII in the 12th position. And it has a little dial at the top. Was it 12, 4, what? 4, 6, 10, and 12. Trying to draw it. I'm like, that's going to bother me. I would have I would have just drawn all of them and then erased the ones I didn't want to. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything about this younger generation, but you're assuming that they've seen, they've seen something other than a visual clock. Hey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, anyway. Yep, so I have a Roman, Roman numerals clock in my bathroom. And it goes, dong, 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 or some kind of noise like that on the hour. So I can lay, like if I'm out my room and I'm not watching the clock, I know when the hour passes. Although, in all fairness, it's actually seven minutes fast. So seven minutes before the hour, it goes, dong, dong, dong. <laughs> hey, if you need to be somewhere that only is seven minutes away, it gets through a warning. Yeah. Yep. Oh, crud, I was supposed to be able to watch on the car. Okay, anyway. Um, so, he says... What'd you say? What time is it? And you notice that it is almost four o'clock on your watch. And it feels like it's about that. Now, when you got the watch, you set it just by like what you thought time it was. You didn't know what time it was for sure. You guessed. I was going to say, if we actually know that it's actually true. Yeah. So you're pretty, I mean, it feels like it's, it's late afternoon and the watch says it's in a few minutes, it'll be four o'clock. Based on what you, how you think clocks work, because you didn't have any experience with clocks before you actually purchased the watch, so, so I you're don't, aware of them, but I you don't never know actually how to saw tell time. Um, No, you, you probably knew the gist of it. Okay. Yeah, the little hand is clearly moving at a pace more equivalent to ours 
the long hand is clearly moving at a pace more equivalent to minutes. So you could figure that out pretty quickly. Okay. It does not have the second hand as far as you And you wouldn't even think of that properly. Oh, just the hour hand. Hour the minutes. Hour. Right now, the big long hand is just about to point to the Roman numeral 12, and the little hand is just about to point to the 4. So it will be exactly 4 o'clock based on the watch. Okay? Okay? And so what do we want to do? It's 4 o'clock. You know you're not in danger of being arrested, at least not at the moment. You figure if anyone is going to attack or do anything, they're probably going to do it at night or do it under cover of darkness or do it when there's a lot of people around, which the inn is basically empty right now. It's you guys in the inn room, um, and there's a girl that's kind of making her way around, and she's putting empty mugs on the tables in a pattern in the center of the table, wood mugs with brass um, handles and rivets. Yeah, so dinner two, is coming. We have two prerogatives. We need to get out of the city mm -hmm. and receive training. Can we receive training out of the city? We can. Uh, we're kind of broke, I'm pretty sure. So it's not like we're... What happened to the chest? We can't, we can't really the chest. We spent, yeah. we spent No, you're not broke. You, you still have a considerable amount of money. Um, what did we spend it on? They're sorry. Spent he, he spent a lot on the watch. He spent a lot on the dog. We spent a lot on the dog. spent a lot on the dog, but you still had... Um, Let's see, it should be the neighborhood of six of you, probably close to ten grand. Really? Mm-hmm. So, with everybody needing training, that probably isn't enough, but it's not far off. But also, you need to realize you can't keep carrying that big chest around. Yeah. Anyway, technically, you probably Who's could. Carrying it? I am. I've got more than enough. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But he, it, it's, it's he's got to carry a five-foot-long carpet roll, seven, really, because it rolls in the other dimension, seven-foot-long carpet roll, and a, what is that, 200, 300-pound chest. So The weight isn't the problem. It's just the number. <laughs> yes. So you might need to find somewhere, somewhere or something to do with that money. Who needs to pray? I mean, we all do, but who would need it, who, who would need it most? Who would wait? There are a couple of things that I would accomplish by training. Atsura is there as well, by the um, way. Um, I don't think I get different. it. I don't think I get it. I've had the most, you know, most excitement ever since you know we met up with each other. Well, I would say while I, I'm certain that I could learn more, I currently am not able to pay for such training, so I shall pass. That's where it says trying to stay anywhere near here for a week for, or, or whatever length of time you need to train is too risky anyway. You're going to either have to get far away within the city so that you're at least a few precincts away so that the and then even then, you're still going to have I mean, people. 500 gold pieces is a lot of money. I mean, that's, that's years and years. It's a decade <laughs> worth of labor. Um, Are they technically 250 because of tax? <laughs> it's not adventure. I doubt it. It's federal, it's federal money. Yeah. 
Uh, worst, the worst any... thing is there may be somebody who would pay more just because it's public knowledge that that common individual get 500 somebody a bounty hunter goes to the precept and says exactly how bad do you want them I mean if it's somebody who really has a good chance of taking you guys out you might pay them a lot more and everything that you have on you goes in the mix so if they come and take you out anything that you have becomes theirs as well including a chest full of gold I like living, so where are we going? Well, well there are access to a large valuable items in the correct direction. There are two things I will add. One, if you have such a large sum of money, perhaps the precept could be bought off, or at least remove the bounty if restitution were made. Two, do you have any? Patrons or powerful contacts within the city that might intervene on your behalf. Not ones that are still alive. Yeah, who said he didn't die? Yeah. Not in this city. Lady Charlotte. Is she considered powerful in this city? She's sort of traveling. Oh, surely she is. She's a she's a coveted performer. She's royalty. She's a duchess from Lomoon. She obviously would have connections. Talk to her. Okay. Uh, roll a d20. Plan of, plan of attack. Is Darvul with us? Darvul is not currently here. Atsura is. Darvul, last you knew, was bathing and resting. Okay. Six. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, and what's your wisdom? Oh, 18. Okay. So, um, the conversation continues for a minute, but you are somewhat distracted as you hear what sounds like music. You think you're, you hear like um, uh, a cheerful like sailor's shanty, kind of like what do you do with a sailor kind of thing. Um, but it's clearly not coming from the room, and it's gone after just a few seconds. That's enough to make you question yourself, like what, what, what was that? Kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> so now they're question yourself. You're giggling now. Okay. Did you get him? Anyway, he says, uh, do you hear music? No, not necessarily. I'm afraid that I heard nothing. What time is it? I mean, it was... It's 4 o'clock in an hour, right? Did you check? Yes, it is indeed four o'clock on the hour. And at four o'clock on the hour, um, a carriage rolls up out front. Stops in front of the inn. You hear the hoofs of the horse and the rolling of the um, metal rims of the wheels and creaking on the gravel. And uh, remember that the streets in this area are not as uh, quite the, you know, tended as the Adventurers district where the taxes are so high and that kind of thing. This is more like gravel streets and and um, and so on. And you hear the brake of the carriage squeal a little um, as the driver is obviously stopping right in front of the door of the inn. Roll a d20 for me, please. Aye. Okay. You notice as you look at the watch that the four is glowing green. 
intrigued and scared at the same time. I don't know what's going to happen. Boom! <laughs> you see, the four has become a three. Really, the only thing you can do is push the button or turn the dial. I mean, there's not much to the watch. It doesn't have secret passages, no levers, no... Like, it's got a, like a glass, like a crystal cover over the numbers. You can't adjust mm -hmm. the numbers. So really, the only thing you could do would be, you got a button on top, you could push the button, or you could turn the little dial. That's really all you could do. I'll push the button. Okay, the, the color goes out. I'll just put it back in my pocket. <laughs> okay. You, you have a lingering thought wondering if that was the right time for that. <laughs> what time is it? Was that the right time? I don't know. <laughs> All right. As far as I'm concerned, we have two prerogatives. Get out of the city and get trained. We have a couple options to do that. First off, we get a boat. Though that didn't go too hot last time. Uh, I'm certainly not thrilled with the prospect of traveling over land even with a fine carpet. Though what's the nearest city? Or town? Been here asking? <laughs> what's the nearest city or town? Well which outside Kazakhstan you're talking about? Like not Kazakhstan. other precincts. Yeah. Which which direction would you choose? Near. Towards Sloan. Well the capital almost I mean like within sight. It's within a couple of miles. So if you go uh, south, and then you hit the capital of the Eastern Lands, which is a huge city, um, and it's only a couple miles away. But the, the area in between is fairly heavily populated, and the, the, the two sort of blend together because there is a wall on both, so technically they don't, but there's so much flow in between them, it's almost like they're one city. Well, and then the capital is the closest, nearly a couple of miles away. Going eastward, there are a number of I'm sorry, westward, I said that wrong. Going westward, there are a number of cities, number of towns and villages that are much less populated, you know, maybe a few hundred people live there or whatever, and the closest of those is probably from here, from the spot where you sit right now, maybe 12, 15 miles. Mind you, crossing the city is several miles, so to go to the capital from here is probably like seven or eight miles, whereas if you went westward, you're only like one precinct from getting out of town, and then it's like miles or so to work with. Probably about 12 miles west. The capital is maybe 7 miles south. But 5 miles through the city. Well, yeah, 5 miles through the city. The city borders the northern sea. It yeah, it's actually, you're, you've come around the bend, so actually you're on what's called the um, Free Straits now. So you're at the furthest southern. Kazakhstan is the southernmost <laughs> part of the free straits. So the, right outside Kazakhstan, the water freezes over in the winter. Ooh. And all the way up along the wild coast, the water freezes over. So, but going south from here, it's warm water, so it doesn't freeze in the winter. So we, so we could get boat passage back to where we came from. The plan was to come here by boat in the first place, anyways. Yeah. Is it preferable winds on the way back? No. Right now, everything blows out of low moon because you're in the spring. In the fall, everything will be blowing back in. But like a cutter or a tri-rig ship would still make the journey in two weeks. And I will say, over land to low moon, you would need to go through the pole marsh, which can be difficult at best. It's less than preferable. Yeah. I've heard about it. Wild lands, and jungle, and... On, if very you were attempt to use the carpet, I've been told that there are flying beasts that will probably... Be attracted. We see, I'm seeing one. 
Okay, well, I was gonna write. I was gonna write a note, but I'll just tell you. So, because we talked long enough, you uh, see first. You're one of the first. So, if you want to do something before anybody else sees it, you see a lady, a well-dressed lady, get down out of the carriage. Um, just helped by, helped down by a fairly muscular-looking man in plate armor, um, uh, with long hair that is not tied up, like it's hanging down around his head, and it's probably shoulder blade length. Um, and he has a long sword on his belt. And he has a, uh, a knightly symbol on his chest, but on a tabard, but you don't know knightly symbols. Anyway, you see the two of them. He helps her down out of the, he comes from somewhere else, then helps her down out of the carriage. And then she is strolling in the, toward, she's wearing a veil over her hair and her head and across her mouth, which is customary here. Um, so you don't know that you would know her even if you knew her. Okay. Are you going to stay there and wait for her to enter the inn or are you doing anything? I'll watch. Okay. Um, and to be, uh, to, just so everyone knows where places where he's at, Dothraki is actually with Darghul in the bathing and resting phase. So he seems to have taken a liking to her. In contrast, he does not seem to like Atsura. Just on a side note. Okay. Like he seems to be a little uneasy around her. But he seems to like Darghul a lot. Atsura. Yeah. I, Atsura is the one who you helped steal her papers back. Okay. Yeah. And she, her affiliation with you had essentially ended. Like she said, "Okay, thank you so much. You know, if I can help you in the future, I will." Blah blah. blah. And she left. But then she came back with a notice about Darvul, and she's stayed since then. Mainly because probably she's worried about the fact that you have a big bounty on your head. Probably. So. so I didn't that was just a few hours ago when she. Pack up the dogs. To the west is are some smaller towns. Nothing more than maybe a couple hundred people. I don't know whether you would find anyone there suitable for your training or not, but it would get you out of the city. I think if we're looking for training, we go to the capital, and if we want to leave, we go overseas. Traveling through the full margin anyway is silly. Probably just go to the no, capital. Yes, That's says, on the other hand, people leaving town, going into the villages for a variety of reasons, especially letting things cool off is not unheard of. And if you're trying to train anytime soon, you're going to get a ship, say, if you're really, really lucky and willing to pay enough money, leave tomorrow, and then it's a two-week-plus journey back to Low Moon, and you're not going to train until you get there? Yeah. Well, I just or you I could see if there's someone who would be willing to train you on the trip, or potentially willing to spend two weeks in one of the outer villages training you. Might cost a little extra, but if you were to throw in room and board, it probably wouldn't be that much. Well, normally I'd say grease the right palms, um, <clears throat> put the word out, but the more people know where, we are. where you are, that you're looking, the bounty is going to cause a problem with that. Again, if you have a contact or a patron, this would be much easier. There's somebody in the city who could help you. I, I don't have that kind of status or or access to anyone who does. But if there's somebody there's in the city who could help you, they might even be able to talk to the precinct, the precept on your behalf, and as Herrick mentioned, bribe him to take off the heat. Unfortunately, any contacts that I had, meager as they were, were left behind. 
Okay. At this point, the woman who got out of the carriage strolls up to the table. Our table? Yep. Mm. Um, I'll stand. The man who is a knight. Um, I am seconds behind Lucas. And actually, um, a stirred and Lucas, and if you were there, correct me, but I think the two of them saw this man before riding on the carriage that brought Lady Charlotte. Um, it's not this carriage, but it was and he was announced as Victor. Uh, roll twenty. Three. Uh, it's a symbol of Southern Miscove. The Southern Miscove knighthood. Okay, and he, she named him Victor previously, uh, and but he does not approach the table. He stands a few feet back from her, but he does stand with his hand on his sword, and he he's look basically his. Uh, gaze is going to and from the back door, front door, back door, front door, back door, front door. So, okay. And uh, she steps up. Uh, as she is standing at the table, she still has a veil over her head, veil across her, the lower part. You can just see her eyes. Roll a d20. It is, you recognize the eyes. You realize it's Andrea, the one of the maidens who serves Lady Charlotte. This isn't the one I went on a date with? Yeah. Nice. More than one date. More than one date. Nice. Oh, yeah, a couple dates. Several, in fact, yes. Um, so lucky you that is the eyes. <laughs> she pulls a, a mostly unrolled scroll from her pocket and throws it on the table. And as soon as she does, you can see inside and see your sketch in there and realize it's a wanted poster. And she says, what do you have to say for yourselves? Oops. Many things. We did a lot of things. Did a lot. Well, a lot has happened. I will. I, I reach out to take the document and look at it. Okay. Um, she says, "Your your association with Lady Charlotte." led her to believe that you would maintain a somewhat lower profile than a wanted poster. In all retrospect, we tried. Things got complicated. It got complicated really fast. Well, you need to make it uncomplicated. Well, we're trying to get out as fast as we can. We are in this precinct, and just finished our last performance. All of the innkeepers are friends to Lady Charlotte now. And, and so we were recognized by the immediately, pretty much? I'd say. It's obviously you. Do you know a way we can resolve this? I'd say... I believe that it is Lady Charlotte's plan that you should make yourself scarce and let it blow over. So get out. And so she says she says, in fact, if that is amenable to you, we can make arrangements and you can do something for us. Okay. Okay. She says out of Kazakhstan to the west, there is an outpost. It's on the edge of the wild lands, but it shouldn't take you anywhere particularly dangerous. 
There is a man there whose name I can give you. Actually, technically, he's a gnome. Um, but anyway, a contact. He has information about a clandestine meeting that apparently took place, and Lady Charlotte would like to know what he knows. We can make arrangements for you to cross the city and leave the gate unmolested. She scans the room and, you know, says she kind of pretty intentionally excludes Lucas from her scan, but she says, do you ride? Make my best attempt at it. You knock yes, horses a horse. Or okay, horses. Yes. The dog, I can ride the dog. <laughs> I'm an adept horseman. We will arrange for riding horses for you as well. Okay. You will need to meet your contact in two days at the inn. There's no telling whether he'll stay longer than that. What time will he be leaving? What time will you be leaving? What time will he be leaving? I don't know if that will be up to him, but I would assume he will stay probably one night. If you would pardon my excitement, we will get to keep the horses, right? The horses will be purchased, if that is what you mean. If you are traveling back to loan via ship when the time comes, I don't think you'll take them with you. Actually, it was a really good horse. The way the horse itself was handled was kind of stupid. Uh, trying to say that horse. horse. I'm, I'm a cavalier who doesn't own a horse. This is horrible. I've never owned a lance either. That's hilarious. I'm very poor. <laughs> Lances are highly overrated until you need one. And then, and and then you haven't kept up your training. Or you use one, yeah. They're highly overrated until you can use one. And then you haven't kept up your training with it, and they're not as overrated as it would be. Okay. Um, she says, so you are agreed then? She seems a little surprised. Oh, we don't really have any real reason to stay here. <laughs> we came here and finished our business mostly. I for one agree. Do what she has and get out of the city as quickly as possible. Our, our plan was to leave the city. That too. Whether you came and asked us to or not. Whether. <laughs> she turns. She turns and looks at Victor, brief Victor the knight, briefly, and uh, he clears his throat and then walks over to the bar. And you realize that the only other person that's been around is the girl who was setting up the mug, and she's not currently in the room. And then he walks up to the bartender and he. Um, apparently slips him a couple coin or something and asks him to step out of the room. And so then, as soon as the bartender steps out, then Victor stays by the bar, goes back to his kind of scanning routine, and you are alone in the room with Andrea. And she says, The gnome's name is Tycho Leafwell. Tycho. Yes. Apparently... Tycho is aware of or witnessed a clandestine meeting between some agents of the Eastern Lands and 
the city-state geoff. I don't know what you know about the political goings-on in the world right now, but the bottom line is Lomun is at war with Geoff. The, East, the eastern lands, where we currently are, have maintained neutrality during the entirety of it. If they would even consider assisting our allies, it could be a very grievous development for us. We believe that that's the nature of the meeting, an attempt to recruit into what would become closer to a worldwide conflict, the Eastern lands. Mm -hmm. We need to know whatever he might know about what was said and whether another meeting was planned. And so he's your contact. Or are we going to have to beat the information out of him? No, he is friendly to us. And if you tell him that we sent you, he will cooperate. Okay. He is a, a wood gnome. So he is a woodland creature, possibly unlike any you've ever met. I've never met him. Maybe with the exception of uh, Kevin and Lucas, I don't know. But. That's something like it. Two days. It's almost 20 miles. You're going to have to make good time. What time is it? But I, I'm sure he will stay at least the night. That's part of his, that's part of his uh, compulsion. He's playing it pretty well. All right? Um, especially because he keeps catching me off guard with doing this. What time is it? So it's good. So we ask you a question. What time is it? Okay. All right. Anyway, so uh, she says um, we can have the horses purchased and uh, corralled by the west gate on the main thoroughfare in a couple of hours. In fact, we'll Victor and I will even go there immediately after here and make arrangements. Do you wish to continue my employment? I will gladly accompany you on this, and I do have some knowledge of the roads. That would probably be best. Though we can review further terms on route. Ed Sarah says, I am pleased to know that you have a way out, and that you will, at least in the near future, be safe, but I will take my leave of you. Grateful I am, but I have no need to flee for I am not on the wanted poster, and thanks to you I am free. I'm going to go get a Tarvol and the dog. Okay. Alright, so uh, did anyone have any other questions? Any other, any oh, I was going to ask before her, she leaves. I was ask Andrea, um... Hello there, this is Pastor Dan. I'm the Game Master of Low Moon Outsiders, the podcast that you've been listening to. We're just taking an aside for a moment. I want to talk to you briefly about an important thing and then another important thing. So the first one is, and this is the most important thing of all things, and that is what the Bible says about God and Jesus Christ and man and our need for him. 
The bottom line is the Bible says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You can find that in the book of Romans in the New Testament in chapter 3 and verse 23. The sin is to do something that God doesn't want you to do. And you could say it's very evil or wicked or whatever, but the bottom line is it's not what God would want. And so all people have done that. We've all done things that God doesn't want us to do. And if you don't think that God, that you've done things that God doesn't want you to do, then the rest of this part won't really make much sense to you. But the bottom line is, the Bible says, all people have done things that God wouldn't want them to do. Then three chapters later, in the same book of Romans, the author, Paul, led by the Holy Spirit, writes these words. And the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ his Son. The first half of that verse is kind of stinky. It says that because we have sin, we have death. Things die, death, the world is decaying, etc. But it doesn't necessarily only mean death like our heart stops beating. It also means death like separation from God. We were created to be in community with God. And our sin breaks the relationship between us and God. So the wages of our sin, the things that we get because of our sin, is death. But the gift of God, that means something God wants to give us that he's purchased, paid for, taken care of. It's a gift. All you have to do is receive it. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, his son. In other words, Jesus came to die on the cross to pay for those sins. Somebody's got to pay. God is a just God, a righteous God, a holy God. He's not going to just overlook the wrong things that we've done. He can't because that would be out of character for him. But somebody had to pay and Jesus paid. God set it up that way. So Jesus paid through him, come to the Father and have eternal life. That's what you need to do. Romans 10, 9 and 10 then says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and as Savior. And the Lord means he tells you what to do and you do it. Savior means he paid the price for your sins and you will be saved. There's a little bit more in there in that we have to believe that God raised him from the dead on the third day, which is true. It's a historically attested fact. You can even read non-Christian historians who lived in that day saying, first he was dead, now he's alive, what the heck is going on? So it's a fact. You just have to believe that he's Lord, that means he tells you what to do and he does it, that he's Savior, that means he paid the price for your sin, and that God raised him from the dead on the third day. The last thing you need to do is tell somebody what you believe. In America these days, it seems like a lot of people are saying things. I don't even know if they believe what they say. A lot of people are believing things and they aren't saying anything about what they believe. In Bible times, and it's always been this way, if you truly believe something, it will affect everything the way you are and the way you act. And so if you've come to believe that, called upon the Lord to be saved, you will tell somebody, hey, tell me. I want to know. Tell your family members. You probably know somebody who professes to be a Christian. Tell them. If you have a family member who loves you but they don't profess to be a Christian, tell them. Jesus said, if you are ashamed of me before men, I will be ashamed of you before my Father in heaven. And that ain't the way you want to go, let me tell you. Anyway, that's the gospel as the Bible declares it. All you really have to do is say, okay, God, here's the rest of my life. Make of it what you will. I do believe that Jesus died for me. I do believe that he paid for my sins. And I do want him to be Lord of my life from now on. Thank you for raising him from the dead. Thank you for making me alive. 
You pray something like that. You don't even have to get the words all correct, but because this is on podcast, you can go back again and again and listen to it. But don't memorize the words and think that's what saves you. What saves you is what I already explained. The gift of God through Jesus Christ, His Son. He is Lord. He is Savior. God raised Him from the dead. I believe it. I'm living accordingly. And because of that, I'm saved. How about you? Will you join me in that? Okay, second important thing. We have an event coming up that will be uh, after this podcast airs. It's coming up at the end of October. You can get more information by emailing me at a family of God at bex.net. But basically, it's a role-playing event open to all people. We're hoping to get at least 20 to 25 players. It's going to be in the Boot Hill genre. I know most of you are saying, what's Boot Hill? Never played Boot Hill. Boot Hill is a game that TSR produced a long time ago, and it's set in the old Wild West. I mean, even though the old Wild West wasn't hundreds of years long, really only about 25 years of America's history, it sure got a lot of glamour and excitement and also a lot of kind of fear and people that, well, I wouldn't want to live in that day for some folks. It would be a very trying time. Anyway, we're going to have a Boot Hill role-playing event. I'm going to run it, and the concept is a, a big posse hunting down a bad gang of outlaws, and so you're going to be some kind of a western uh, hand or guy with a gun or a rifle or whatever, and you're going to help hunt down this, this group of bad outlaws. And then, because Boot Hill is a very dangerous and very deadly game, we're going to have backup characters, and anytime anyone gets their character killed off, you can just pick up a new character sheet, and a few minutes later, you'll be playing again. And then the goal is that the posse will wipe out the gang, capture them dead or alive, before all the characters are used up. So it's coming up. It's at the end of October, a four-and-a-half-hour event. It'll be in the cafeteria at the New Heights building, which is 255 Hefner. You can just show up, but in order to get the date and the time, you're going to have to reach out to me. You can do that on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. You can do that uh, through the church website and the contact page. You can do that by emailing a family of God at bex.net. So hope to see you come out and role play Boot Hill. We are going to do some things in advance. You'll want to do that sooner rather than later because we're going to have like a little contest about bringing stuff with you, props to use during the game, and so on. It's going to be a fun time. We're going to do some drawings and just give some stuff away at random to some people. I just make it fun, especially like if people roll a d20, roll a natural 20 or a natural 1. We're going to have some activities with that. It's just going to be a fun time. It's just a fun time. If you've never role-played before, trust me, you can do it. I'll teach you it. In, it'll take 5 or 10 minutes, and you'll jump right in, uh, and you'll have a lot of fun. So, again, reach out to me, and we'll get you hooked up with that Boot Hill event. There will be more events coming in the future from the Christian Games teams at New Heights. We sponsor a lot of stuff like that, but I wanted to put this one in here now. We're going to go back to low moon and see if these guys can make it out of town alive at least once. We're in need of training in our respective abilities. If you have any input on that, where we can find it, if there's any particularly skilled people in the town that we're traveling to, it would be nice to know. I, unfortunately, I don't know a lot. I know that near the inn that you are going to um, is a place of some personality. It's called the Hawk's Shadow Inn, and it's well known and frequented by a lot of travelers, uh, adventurers, that kind of thing, who are going in and out of the Tusk Forest, which is a pretty wild place. Um, I would think that if you have the money and 
are willing to negotiate, you should probably be able to find someone there uh, who would train you. If it's something specific you need or are looking for, then it may take time. It's people, it's a, it's not a, it's a transient place. The only thing there is the inn. There's not a town around it, so people will come, stay for a little while, and go. Um, it is a stepping off place for those who are going into the Tusk Forest to um, go there as a rally point. Uh, the inn is well known, and then leave from there to go into the forest, or if they want to come back from the forest, they would stay there at the end and then come to the city. Right. You may pass through a couple of villages on the way there, but again, you wouldn't be able to make any arrangements on the way there because you're going to need to move reasonably quickly. If you would excuse my impertinence, I do have two questions regarding this Tycho well, is there any concern that he might have been noticed or observed, or that the Geoffian agents might know of his, or Eastern agents might know of his existence? He didn't express any such concerns, to my knowledge, but he, um, he probably would be more comfortable in the forest than at the inn. And in that regards, Beyond getting the information he has, is he a valued agent, someone that we should make make sure that in, if circumstances are such that he is kept healthy? Oh, yes, definitely. He's a good man. Uh, no. <laughs> and then, uh, can I ask how he got the information of his knowledge to you or this lady Charlotte? Was it? He sent the message with a messenger, uh, a spell. He met Lady Charlotte. Our original contact with him uh, was early in, earlier in our tour. And um, Lady Charlotte has a way of building relationships everywhere she goes. Uh, she's a natural ambassador, if you will. Anyway, um, and then he reached out to her via a magical messenger, a bird, who brought her a message just this morning. So a very secure means of communication. Yes. At least it remained secure because the bird had still had the message and was not killed. Um, it could have fallen into the wrong hands, which is probably why he was discreet about his what if and what he actually knows. So. That is all that I, I had wished to ask. Okay. So we get going. All right. I'd love to be rid of this city. Are there any particular supplies you would like me to go and obtain for you? I don't think so. Just make sure that we're stocked with food for the journey. And she says the road to the west of here is relatively well patrolled, so you shouldn't really have too much trouble. Uh, maybe criminals, but next to nothing in the way of monsters until you get closer to the Tusk Forest. I doubt anyone out there will know anything about the bounty, so unless they followed you from here, you shouldn't have anybody hunting you down. Is there a, um, 
a major market in this section of city? There's a major market in every section of the city. Is it still operating? Um, should what time be for <laughs> just a little while yet. Just after four o'clock? <laughs> How about, you know, they have to go for a couple hours to secure the horses. Why don't we, I don't know, <laughs> shopping. Unless we do have specific need, again, we still do need to keep our presence somewhat discreet. I would hate for us to go on a simple shopping expedition and be attacked by bounty hunters and deflected from this task that you have accepted. If you're through with me. Uh, Victor and I will go make arrangements for your horses. Fair enough. We'll get a little scared of the alleyways. If I'm hobbled up in this place any longer, I may go mad. Okay. And who went off? Somewhere went off. Did we, uh, I went to go ahead. get uh, Darvul. Okay. Yeah, you said you were going to, but then you stayed and commented. So now you're going off. Okay. So yes, she's um, she's actually in her room and okay. just basically napping. Um, you. Uh, she, the door to the room is open when you get there. She, okay. she has not bothered to shut the door, but she's laying on the bed in a gentle repose. Uh, her ankles are crossed, her arms are crossed across her stomach, and uh, Dothraki is laying on the floor next to her with his head toward the door. And as, before you ever get to the door, he raises his head and is looking at you. Okay. I'm going to go tap her on the shoulder and... I got a couple things I want to ask her. Kind of like gently work As you approach, Dothraki gets up and sort of backs a circle out of the way, and he um, he whines slightly at you to get your attention. And when he whines, she opens her eyes and looks at you. Hmm. Are you still indebted to me? Yes, more so than ever. Do you wish to be free from me? I'm not sure that what I wish matters all that much. Are you just asking my personal preference? Pretty much, yes. You are the strangest master. I understand that. I could be free. Yes. Would you... If you wanted to be free, I would like to employ your services. So you're not just... Are you not doing me. something that you need me? I'm definitely going to need you, but I don't want you to be a slave in this relationship. I will serve you in whatever capacity you ask for one month. At the end of the month, I will accept two gold pieces for my payment. Deal. We can have that discussion, this discussion, again at that time. Realize that in Kazakhstan, I am not known as a free woman. Mm -hmm. There are steps that would have to be taken if I'm going to be released from your service permanently. We'll talk about that in one month time. Very well. We're we have a plan to get out of here. Do you need anything from the market? 
I could use a number of simple belongings, some additional clothing, undergarments. Are we going somewhere where I'll need better footwear? All I have is sandals, and they're not the best. How about I give you a wallet and you go get what you need? Unless that's not. Yes, I can do that. Okay. We, we need to feed uh, Rocky as well, don't we? I was like, I want to give him a treat. Get him another treat. Buy him a steak dinner. <laughs> I buy him a steak dinner. He's a good boy. Okay. Yeah, you can smell the meat cooking, but he doesn't need his meat fully cooked, so you can just buy it now. <laughs> I'll do that. Okay, you can mark off uh, five copper for a good. What five copper jar? Yeah. What five copper jar? No, I'm not no, she's probably gonna I need more. Like, I only have one copper. She's probably gonna need more, like a few gold, probably. A few gold. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, oh, nice. Okay. Do you want him to give you change or no? I would like to keep change. Oh, it's nice of you. In my Always keep the innkeeper happy, he says. I will give her a wallet of ten gold. Okay. Small pouch with ten gold in it. Got it. So, go get whatever you need and then come meet us back here. Okay. How much time do I have? Uh, Must I be quick? What time is it? <laughs> About four thirty. But <laughs> she doesn't say that. She says uh, late afternoon. <laughs> it's about 4.30. <laughs> it's been half an hour. You literally just, literally just role-played the conversation with her for almost 20 minutes. <laughs> if you role-play the conversation for almost 20 minutes, then 20 minutes passes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Kevin brings Doth Rocky dinner. I will go. I will come back. Okay. I will be quick. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you, Master. <laughs> okay. She slips her, her uh, sandals on and dashes out the door. All right. Are you trying to go to the marketplace as well? Okay. So she comes down in a hurry to go to the marketplace, and you uh, go with her. She feels safer, sort of. <laughs> okay. There you go. go Do you wish me to make arrangements for, with the innkeeper for food for say three days travel? Sounds good. I'm in. I can pack it for you. Yeah, I'll pay for it. You go. I'll pay for it. All right. I have no problems using this. Okay. You shall pay on Master Lucas's behalf. Yes. You, you, um, she walks very quickly toward the marketplace. I can keep up. I've got long legs. Yes, I'm but she is walking uncustomarily quickly for her, as if she has been told to hurry up. Uh-huh. Okay. You do realize he would prefer if you didn't stick so closely to his word. You're not the type to be slave driver. Oh, here's a shoe shop. <laughs> she dashes into my shoes. Okay. Is there anything interesting looking around? I'm literally just here. I'm shopping. I'm like window shopping. Okay, so in the half an hour that it takes her to fully equip herself between six shops, I'll give you 
two roles to see whether or not you spot something of interest. One for generic, you know, things of interest, and one for actual magic items, something that's, you know, of a divine nature, magical nature. Okay, first role, something of interest. No. <laughs> Lots of basic stuff. Uh, weaponry, yes. There is a smithy, variety of weapons. Got both a master sword and a magical lock. And by the way, where's the carpet and the giant in the back of the end? In the okay. All right. And then magical something. No. In that half an hour, you do not. I mean, you know, some shops are closed and stuff. And, and she's mostly visiting general stores. Although she does buy herself uh, a short sword and a dagger. Um, she looks fondly at some leather armor, but doesn't have the money to buy it. Uh, How much is it? 20 gold. <laughs> He's frugal. Okay. Uh, um, she does get herself a, like a knapsack, a bedroll, uh, change of clothes, several pairs of undergarments, socks, uh, hair ties, basically leather thongs, uh, veils, so she can at least look the part of a woman. All the clothing that she buys, except for like one set, is all darker colors. So she buys one set that's more local, like bright colored, um, bright blue, or they use a lot of pastel colors, so blue, yellow, green. Anyway, so she basically outfits herself uh, within the budget, and you know, so she's careful making change and like that. Um, and half an hour goes by, she's equipped, and you're headed back. You're paying for the food awesome. for three days for six people. Mm -hmm. And um, he also asks you if you want horse feed, like oats or something. Um, seven gold total. Sure. And you got food for everybody for Three meals a day, and they're merchant meals, which means they won't—they're not salted, like they're not going to last. You got to eat them, and then um, bag of oats for six horses. So and the, ho the, the horses can graze if there's grass. So you really only need the oats for part of the time. That's how it usually goes. Yeah. Well, if you needed to feed them completely on oats, you would need a heck of a lot more than that. <laughs> so, <clears throat> seven. Yep, seven gold. And he has it all ready for you very quickly. It's just a matter of gathering stuff. He has the boy from the stables to gather the oats, and and he just his wife packages it up. And basically, what he does is their actual uh, uh, wood plates, basically. I mean, it looks like a uh, slightly indented uh, chopping block almost, basically it's a wood plate, and the food is on there, so it's a meal, and then he wraps it in um, what basically looks like wax paper and ties it with string, in, so it goes the string goes this way and this way. And then he stacks them all in a pack for you. Actually, probably have to be two. I was, yes? I was actually going to, if she wanted to go back, let her go back, but I was going to stay for Okay. She says, Master said we must move quickly. We, they may be ready to leave by now. A stirred. Can't wait. <laughs> I'm not being cooped up in that tavern. Not enough. I'm not hiding. But by making him wait, 
you will make him be cooped up in the tavern for longer. He's fine with that. He's fine with that. If you want to go with me, he would have. This place makes me anxious. Do you think he will say the same thing about going on whatever quest we are going on? Like, if Lucas wanted to go with me, he would have? Going to go? He said it would take multiple hours to get the horse. Two to three. It's an hour. I'll be back within two. Yes, but the gate is several miles away, and we don't have horses. Horses will be outside the tavern in two to three hours from when she said they would be there, and that's only going to have an hour. Okay, very well then. I'm going back. Okay. <laughs> All right, so she leaves to go back to the inn. You're going to take an extra half an hour, and this time you can be a little bit more pointed to go like away from general shopping and stuff, although, again, a lot of stuff's closing down, so. Yeah. All right, so. All right, so I'm going to give you, because you can be a little more broad spectrum, I'm going to give you just one 30% chance that you find something of interest, and then it'll either be um, something of a magical nature and equipment, weaponry, something like that, or it'll be more mundane. And yes, found something of interest. How about that? Something of interest. It's a gang of bounty hunters. About 15 of them. That would be very of interest. Interesting. More appropriately, they have found you. Okay. I like it, but I don't, because it doesn't tell you quite enough. <laughs> this is a lot of text, I don't know. All right, anyway. Um, okay. Uh, you found a book on basic sailor knots. Hmm. Um, the book has been well used, well worn, um, and uh, is priced at five gold pieces, which is a fairly exorbitant fee. May I ask why the price? Okay. Um, he says, well, this is a signed version, and he flips to the front, and he says, and you see here, and there's about ten signatures in the front of it. So these are all the folks that have used this book and benefited by its knowledge. Is there something peculiar, like, are they all signed in the same handwriting, or? No, they're definitely not all signed in the same handwriting. Most of them are illegible, but you can tell that they're meant to be signatures. There's water damage on the page as well. Um, you see a few first names and a few last names that you can pick out, but no two times, like no first and last name together. Okay. All right. Five gold. Are you renting the book? Or I'm buying the book. It belongs to me now. It's my book. More stuff to carry. 
Or more stuff to carry, yeah. Okay. Okay, I'll head back. All right. And you go back. All right, so Darbul returns from Marketplace, and she seems to have basically equipped herself. She doesn't have anything out of the ordinary, but she does have a short sword. Cool. Um, and she, in all fairness, she is carrying the short sword, not wearing the short sword. Okay. So she has it with her bundle of clothes. Like, would you like a sheath? Um, I have one. Okay. It's illegal for me to wear it. I didn't want to cause any trouble. So she's allowed to keep it, but not bolster it. I need arrows. Let's go make some. I'm gonna go buy some. I need to do something else. You know, I didn't think about that. Did you? Did you look at the time? You've been all about the time ever since you got the Speaking of, what time is it? About five minutes later than we should have left. About five o'clock. No, uh, yeah, between five, so between five and five thirty. About the time, so. so so we were specifically trying to like leave at a specific time. She's gonna have the horses there, and you have to walk the two or three miles to the gate. So, okay. is there a place to go buy arrows on the way? And the sooner you, yeah, you know, surely. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll pick up arrows on the way. Okay. All right. Um. Did Master Lucas say what was keeping him? We. He said he was feeling a little bit stir crazy, hanging around in the end too much. That's all right. Will he meet us there? No. He wants us to wait on him. Sounds about right. All right. Well, let's go then. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Well, let's go then." <laughs> Are any of you somewhat reasonable horsemen? No. The group of them. No. <laughs> I can fly. So I can get on the I was going to say, I could, if so, we could go ahead and, you know, inspect the mounds, get them ready, make sure they're saddled properly, etc., while I wait on Master Lucas and then get him to join you with the thing. Is being a ranger naturally adept to that? Or well, no? Taking care of animals, maybe, but not riding or okay. the horses. So if you don't have horsemanship or land-based riding... No. You can then you can basically ride a riding horse, but you couldn't ride into combat or do anything like. Okay. Would, yeah. would befriending the animals help me? Oh, surely, yeah, definitely. They'd be more cooperative. Definitely, they don't know how to saddle. I'll, I'll have much experience <laughs> yeah. riding. Horses. Well, they wouldn't be able to put the saddle on for you or anything like that. But yeah, you could definitely befriend the horse, and that would. Right. Yeah. How do I put this on? They're, they would be they would be less likely to try and bite you, kick you, or otherwise. Throw as long you as off. somebody, as long as somebody can saddle the horses. Everybody can ride the horses. Your butts are going to get sore and things like that because I mean, you're just not used to it. I see people doing it all the time. I, don't I believe one of the once said horses are crafty in the middle and dangerous on both ends. Let's go buy a boat and ride a horse. <laughs> well, I mean, I am, as I said, a fairly accomplished horseman. I could go ahead with some of you and, and get the horses prepared, but then I wouldn't be here to guide Master Lucas. If it comes to it, I can drive a cart. You 
I'm always gonna fall off. He's just excited to be here. Also, oh, I have a <laughs> I have an elephant. I swear, I have a horse. I have not well, That must have been an interesting circus. Well, still moving, really. They can dash no. quickly, for, but only for short Much like dwarfs. I've never ridden a dwarf. You weren't here for the conversation. Our travel is supposed to be of a rather timely nature, so I'm not sure that a cart will get us where we want to go as quickly as we would like. Mm. Otherwise, I would agree a cart would be useful if many of you are not well trained on horseback. We, if we're going to ride somewhere that's fairly far away and try to get there fairly quickly, that's going to be tough with a bunch of us not being very skilled in the saddle. So that is true. <laughs> Can't say that because not not only because that would be out of character, but also because you're not there. So, um, she says it does occur to me that once we get outside the city, we could use the carpet in open areas, and it wouldn't tire like the horses would. The carpet would be leaving the horses behind, right? Or not as long as we have somebody to ride them. And leave those who are well adept to ride them to ride them. That does. <laughs> then, so uh, the carpet could keep pace with the horses. The horses yeah. would mm-hmm. count as observers. I, I could guide the horses fairly well. That shouldn't be a major problem. Are the horses going to scare the carpet? I, I, I don't think. I don't I think so. Don't maybe if we're. Maybe if we. I don't know how the horse carpet relationship works. Uh, Maybe we can politely introduce them. See if they're friendly to each other. This is this is a real uh, thing. Excuse me. If it is a problem, then we can separate one group on the carpet slightly ahead of the other, with the horses traveling behind. Okay. Well, I guess we're just waiting on Lucas then, or are we going? We gotta go, but what time is it? Yeah, what, what time is it? What time is it? <laughs> so okay. It's um, It's after five. Where's Death Rocky? I haven't heard from him. He's in the room. With He's you. in the room with Everybody's here, except for Lucas, who went to the marketplace. Where? Okay. At that point, the door of the, the swinging doors of the saloon slam open. Uh, and a, a large man, kind of thick looking, wider, maybe a little wider than you might expect, um, balding on top. Helmet under his left arm, uh, sword in his right hand already drawn, steps in. He says, Where are the outsiders? Oh, we gotta go. Tarful I believe. Wheels walks back around like this until she's in the back with her pile of clothes. And like we're supposed to know who they are. He takes his left hand, puts his helmet on, and then he rolls out the one poster. This is you all, right? No. 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 But I did see someone who looked like that middle one left maybe 20 minutes ago. The tall one's that that direction. (laughs) Okay. He says, too bad. I wanted to hire you for a quick job. Yeah. Oh. 500 gold. 
<laughs> Why is it that my luck is never so good? He walks forward to the table and kind of shoulders in amongst you and stands facing the table. So some of you are like standing behind him with your back to him and stuff now because he's like he stepped up to the table. What is it? This is last night. You ask him what the job is. Yeah, Kevin asked what the job is. Oh, he's nice. Last night, a group of bandits, rogues, whatever, broke in and stole some of the precepts' property. An important piece, in fact. There's already a reward out for their capture. The outsiders? No, the you're the outsiders, despite your denial. Oh, outsiders? <laughs> no. For a man of 18 wisdom. He's just not very charismatic. <laughs> Okay. Anyway. A roguish fellow by the name of Bruiser. They fled town this morning before dawn. Where exactly did they go? We were sighted at an intersection just outside town. That's as far as I know. But from there, their track should be fairly easy to pick up. So they are out of town. Which way did the go? innkeeper the innkeeper says, You're looking for that Cretan bruiser? And the guy that's been speaking to you turns around, cranes his head, and he says, Yeah. And the innkeeper says, I thought the bounty was a thousand gold. Yeah, but I gotta get my share. If they catch him and turn him in or kill him then they're going to get the thousand gold. Right? Yeah. I suppose you could get the thousand gold. But then you'd have to be able to turn it in. Turn in your claim. And do so without anybody knowing you know, where you're at. Um, he's chasing bounties. He says, we'll make that my part. I'll take a mere 250. You can have the other 750. I'll tell you where to pick up his trail. You'll have him in a few hours, I guarantee it. Why won't you just go do it? I would. But I got a problem with my knee. Besides, this whole thing is a bit on my honor. <laughs> he says, I'll tell you what he did. I'll tell you where to pick up his trail. You should be able to get him before sundown. Now, if you don't, what are you out? There is that. True. Yeah. All right, what are you going to do? That's a good point. He stole two pieces of a mold 
goes together like this. You may know that there is a mint silversmith operating here in the precinct making silver pieces. The mold that he stole is the cast for the emperor's silver. He can live or die. Don't make no never mind to us. We get the mold back. You get 750 gold. And I'll keep it all under the table. So nobody knows where you are. So if we find him and he doesn't have the mold, what if he already hawked it? There's no way. They ran straight away. Worst case scenario, he hit it. But I doubt it because it's worth a lot mm-hmm. to somebody. Okay. They? How many of them are we talking? I think five survived. And he was the toughest, and he's severely wounded. Hmm. Is that how the whole knee thing happened? Or? No, no, that happened years ago. football in high school. Where can we pick up those trucks? Okay, so then... Uh... Straight out the west gate, about two miles, there's an intersection. You take a right, take the right fork. About a mile down, there's another intersection where you can go left or right. He didn't. He went off the road there and headed due northwest. There was a merchant that spotted him he gave us the tip. Merchant's name? I don't know. I wasn't there. Just, just heard. Well, he's merchant. Bruiser's a pretty easy guy to pick out. He's got a big, bushy mustache that sort of ends in points. Now, why anyone would do that, being criminals Wait, like y'all. Distinguishing people. Yeah. Just under six foot. Six foot, pretty muscular build. Pretty tall. Skinny. He's heavy. I wouldn't say muscular. Any preferred weapons of choice? He's got plate armor. I think he had a long sword. Got some men with him. They got bows, but they didn't seem to know how to use them. Wild chance. They're on horse. Their trail will be easy to pick up. Unless it rains, which it ain't looking like it just yet. Maybe tomorrow. Okay. Knee says maybe tomorrow. <laughs> All right. any, any, uh, anything else specifically we should, should know before? Get the molds. Get them back to the gate before sundown. I'll wait till the gate closes. Get them to me. I'll pay you right away. And then I'll go collect the rest of it. Fair enough. If you don't come back by sundown, deal's off. What if we have the mold, but we don't come back by sundown? But we have everything you need. So, I mean, we so then do we keep the mold? Good, good, good. Well, you bring it tomorrow, you mean? 
Yeah. Well, if you've got it, no one else can turn it in, so I'd pay you tomorrow. But it'll be harder to find me because I'm not going to wait at the gate all day. Uh, right. Like, 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 say, yeah, maybe it takes us a little bit longer. So, know, say if where it's, be. Yeah, so if it takes us a little longer, what time is it? <laughs> are you asking now? Yeah. He says, are you asking me right now what yeah, time is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, just before sundown? Right. <laughs> he pulls out his watch and looks at it. Uh, should it be just before sundown? <laughs> So we get the. Yeah, it gets dark like six thirty. We don't show up before sundown. Where could we find you? Uh, Do you have a spot? You Precepts think? Palace. The precept is there a specific precept we should be asking for? Well, in this precinct. There, the precinct. Okay. Aren't we running from a precept? Yeah, but then different precepts. Precept. Okay. If you come to the gate, you should make it back today, but if by some chance you don't and you come to the gate tomorrow, just leave word for me where to meet you. Or I'll leave word for you. If I, if I leave tonight, I'll leave word for you where to meet me. Okay. We have to meet this, I'm talking to them, we have to meet this gnome in, what, two days? What gnome are we talking about, he says? Atapa. <laughs> Apparently Herrick thinks you should be more discreet than the gnome. <laughs> talking about the gnome. Meet this contact. <laughs> I'm not sure that's better. Alright, anyway, he says... What is your name? Okay. Uh, he says, they call me Rip. So we shall either have it back for you for the gate tonight, Rip, or we shall leave word at the gate... I will leave if you. If I leave work. the gate tonight at sundown, I will leave you word for where you can meet me tomorrow. That shall be work. So, in order to make it tonight, we'd have to leave without Lucas. He would be upset because we have no idea when he's coming back. Or we leave without him, yes. Okay. He nods, turns around, leaves. Careful, says. It's um, getting busy. Yeah. We should leave now. Yeah. Okay. Before more people having one of, and I grabbed the one that the lady left, <laughs> having one of these shows up. Okay. We can yeah. either leave word here. Says, or, I, I do need one minute. I mean, I'll be right out. Go ahead. Uh, or sorry, not okay. my place to say. <laughs> she leaves in the back hallway for a second. Did I leave? Okay, now um, I was going to say, where did you leave Lucas? I, we can do one of two things. One of us can stay and wait for Lucas, and then we can hurry to the gates quickly. Or we leave him note here, and we all go, and then if he makes it by 20 minutes after we get to the gates, we leave without him and let him catch up. I mean, strength of numbers here. Although at that point, I would need to renegotiate my employment since I would be leaving my employer. <laughs> okay, Darbul comes back out of the hallway. Where did you leave Lucas? In the marketplace. Is that on the way where we where, where we kind of. be heading? It's a little bit off, but he'd come back by the main road probably, unless there was something to be afraid of or concerned about. Let, let's, let's, let's go find him. Yeah. Well, let's leave word with we, the innkeep. It is 
possible that he has been identified and taken for ransom since, you know, large men in bronze plate are not all that common in the streets. True, and we've already gotten found out twice so far since we've been here for how long? What time is it? Yeah, what time is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, spreading. <laughs> okay, so we're headed for the door. Yeah. Yes. For the door, Let's gather go. everything. Okay. The door. Um, okay. Who's going to carry the chest? Yes. Do you need someone to carry the chest? Because Lu- and the carpet. And the carpet. And Lucas is not here. Without Lucas, the carpet is. But the only person who can reasonably carry it, not a two-man carry, is probably a sturd. Because it's seven foot long, so you like he straps it to his back. So, Darvel, how how quickly can you go get Lucas? I, w- I would be searching for him. I have no idea where he is. He was wandering even while I was Why buying my. Why are you wandering? <laughs> I am. Okay, you ste- you're stepping out the door, thinking about not being able to find Lucas. Do you check your watch? See what time it is. Yes. Okay, you notice that the four is glowing green again, even though it's got to be after five o'clock. Is the, is the time like is the time like on the four or like the, where's the no, hands? No, the hands. Well, there is no five, but it's positioned after where the five would probably so be. The hands read the correct time, but the four yes. is glowing still. Yes. So. Well, no. Again, it stopped when you push the button before, but it's going again. You push the button again. Uh, do I twist? Can I twist the hand the the knob? Okay. So you're just going to turn the knob. Yeah. Turn clockwise or counterclockwise. We're going to go clockwise. Okay, so as you turn it, the after you turn it, if you rotate, you feel it kind of get a little tight, and you see the minute hand move forward a little bit. That's how you set the time. Okay. Is it like, yeah, is the number still glowing? Uh, yes. Then I'll, hit, I'll press the button again. Okay. You push the button, and uh, everyone, for a split second, feels just a hint of dizziness. Like, like something happened, you realize some, you don't know it's tied to him pushing the button, but everyone feels a little bit of dizziness, including Lucas, where you were walking back down the main street toward the inn, and now the scene has changed. And you're all sitting around the table, and um, you have just noticed a, a woman get out of the carriage, and has, she is entering the inn with a man following her. Oh my. What the? Sam. What is that thing? <laughs> what? Okay. What? She walks up to the table. She's wearing a veil over her head and across her face. Hello, Madam. <laughs> Hello. Are you going to talk to her this time? She throws the paper down. You want to explain this? Just look at her. <laughs> We've been through this before. What did you do? Did you <laughs> what happened? What time? I apologize <laughs> for their rudeness. <laughs> <laughs> Something strange has just occurred. She said, I was thinking the same thing. The princess was expecting you to have, be a little bit more discreet yeah, in light of your association yeah, yeah, yeah. to her. But what time is it? You check the watch? It's, it says it's 4 o'clock. Okay. What <laughs> <laughs> huh? <But, but> time? <laughs> he whispered and he goes, It's 4 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you do? What did I do? Darvul is not just here, by the way. Just check the time. She, she must be still bathing well, and napping. We did just check the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, in, 
in, in, in their defense, they, they were trying to do the right thing. <laughs> okay. She says, she says, what happened? I suppose things just got out of control? Yeah. <laughs> they did hold, please. <laughs> hold, please. Hold on. We've got to figure out what's going on. <laughs> Do I got my silver piece back? Not back. Oh, it's just gone. No, you just never spent it. It never was. Yeah. Hmm? Never was. You never spent it. Never spent it. Safely. <laughs> I know, but. <laughs> Yes, you can write it back on your character sheet. Okay, I was like, <laughs> okay, there's kind of piece on yeah. Yeah. food. Yeah, you need a pencil. Oh, you need a pencil. She so, says, so are you planning on maybe making yourself scarce until this blows over? Yes. yes. Well, there may be a way that you could be of assistance to Lady Charlotte. Yes. Yes. We know this already. <laughs> We've been through this. We've already had this conversation. With whom? With you. With you. Oh, I don't think anyone you? else even knew about it. I'll, I'll go over to the, the innkeeper's still in the room, right? Yes. I'll toss him like a gold piece. And say, go away for a minute. Okay, he takes the gold piece. Yes, sir. He leaves the room. I'll turn around as soon as he's out of the room. You want us to meet a gnome at this tavern. Tycho Leafwell. Tycho Leafwell. It's a tavern. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's on the edge of a forest that, that adventurers come through. I would surely not have shared this information with you until you agreed to go. Well, yes, we agreed to we go. go. Because somebody is messing with time. Who? She says, who? What time is it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like what four, time is it? 404. <laughs> she says, it's got to be around 4 o'clock. Okay. You stay here and have this conversation with him. I'm gonna go get Darvul and Do I still have my book? Darth Rocky. No. No. You have to, no. Have Apparently, to you never bought it. <laughs> it's gone. But you get to experience being well, cooped up in the end again. <laughs> but <laughs> so we know we've traveled back in time. We can like like do this a little more efficiently, and you don't get lost this time. I was not lost. I was on my way back. I was literally like ten minutes from the end. Time was of the essence. Time was of the essence at the moment. So I don't see why. <laughs> He's asking what the time was like every like day close. I don't understand. I don't understand what's going on. She says. I had this conversation with her. I'm gonna go get the kid, the <laughs> other two. The kids. I don't. Don't go get the kids. Don't 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 take your frustration out on the good woman. No, she doesn't understand. It's not her fault. It's his fault. He did it. Well, this we had this conversation almost an hour ago. I was still at the playhouse an hour ago. There's no way. Yeah, that's okay. Well, that's fine. Have, continue having the conversation. We need to figure this out later. After we have the conversation, we're still going to do roughly the same thing, right? She says, I am authorized to, to buy you horses and tell you where to meet him. Did we talk about that? Yes. Yes. We talked about everything. Horses. So we've agreed to buy horses? Horses. Yeah. horses. We have agreed to, to take horses that have been purchased yes. to the inn or the okay. area of the town to meet yes. the So you know about the inn. Yes. And that he'll be there two days hence at night. He'll spend the night and then you meet him and he'll give you information. You know about the clandestine meeting and what ladies, you know all that? The, the political nature of they want the eastern lands to help G out in the war against them. Yes. 
You're amazing. That's no, amazing. No, I'm very, very lost. I only learned half of that information just a little bit ago myself. So did we, apparently. Mm -hmm. We should discuss this yeah. in a moment. <laughs> she looks at Victor. Victor, have you ever heard of such a thing like this? No, I, I, I haven't. Although, I mean, anything's possible with magic, right? Yes, it is possible, but it's not common, nor is it suggested. It's the kind of thing you don't want to mess with. Didn't know what it was. He says there was a there's a powerful mage named Allie that I once met. She could do all kinds of incredible things. And there was a, a, a priestess of Hecate as well. And she had all kinds of strange things that she could do. And there was another mage that they say was dead for a really long time and came back to life. And uh, she could do stuff like that. So yeah, it, it doesn't surprise me. Oh, what does surprise me is that. People who are of so comparatively low potential can do things like that. No offense, Matt. I mean, it was 500 gold pieces. Yeah, you don't get time manipulation with 500 gold pieces. Is that one of the ones I You're off getting the girl. <laughs> I am, but like, I'm just genuinely asking, like, yeah, because he, he wasn't here last session, yeah. so he didn't know. I think it was seven, actually. But oh, seven. I don't know. Out of the city. <laughs> so, yes. We, Maybe. Yeah. Uh, well, if I've said my piece to you at some point in time, I suppose I will go and make arrangements for the horses then. Yes. So. Come along, Victor. That conversation ended like and again, it was a pleasure to make that wait did before. Yours as well. Um, so. With a lot of confusion. Maybe it's, twice. A lot of her confusion. We're not confused at all. Well, kind of. Indeed. More frustrated. Frustrated, yes. For the first time. <clears throat> I know. Okay, so you go to the room. You find uh, uh, Darvul actually just entering the room. She pla places her towel. She just goes to lay down on the bed. And Dothraki is just taking up his position. So you're actually here well before you were last time. So she's not begun to nap yet. Oh, God. She sits down and she I'm goes gonna... to swing her. She okay. goes to swing her leg up on the bed. I'm going to look at her. It's like, I, I don't want you to be my slave anymore. But, alright. I don't know how the word so is. so annoying for us as players. This <laughs> yeah, because we've had this conversation before. It's like, she says, have I displeased you? No, you have not. I just don't like the, the, the idea of owning slaves. But, since you are indebted to me, we will talk about this in a month. We, we will do this in a month-to-month -month basis. Is that alright with you? Of course, whatever you want. <laughs> if, you, if you want to be free, I'm more than happy to set you free. Well, I'm not legally free in Kazakhstan, so I would have to, there are some steps that have to be taken to declare me as free. Okay. But it would be, I mean, if you, if you want to employ me for a month, a fee of, say, three gold. You said two last time. What? <laughs> I mean, two is fine. I mean, sorry. Fine, we'll go three. I will employ your services for three gold at, by the, at the end of this month. Yes. Is there any... Could I get some... I'm, I'm, I'm in need of a few personal items. I'm, I'm, I already have the ten gold in my hand. <laughs> I need you. I need you. That's it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the wall in her hand. 
seeing as though circumstances have changed, and so I'm going to put the water hand holder and hold it, hold her hand, and say, "You need to not lose sight of Lucas. He needs to come back, like almost immediately after your guys are done shopping." You may continue to pay me my princely sum I, of uh, two silver pieces per day. I don't know if I can entreat him to come However, back. However, if that is the case, and we are going to Lucas? do things such as traveling, he comes back with you. My room and board. And go get whatever you need real quickly. Or you do realize that he could literally snap my neck with his pinky and thumb if he chooses to. A suitable share. Would you be able to convince him to come back then? I believe that I have proven that I have. Tell him there will be another job waiting for us by the time he comes back. So he needs to hurry up. I have proven to be a loyal shopping. Can't you just tell him before you leave? I could tell him before he leaves, but he's also very stubborn. Well, this is the problem that I have as well, Master. But you will be with him at the time. I will certainly try. In fact, I am certain that... I mean, I can be very persuasive. It is disappointing that I did leave behind some... Grab as much as you absolutely need. Such as armor, a spear... Those sorts of things. I'm gonna bring Death Rocky yeah. down. Are, are, are they cooking short of interest? Yes. Can't buy these. Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can for the same amount of money. <laughs> Five copper. <laughs> Silver. So I don't have copper. Okay. What? Did you want change? <laughs> I don't want change. It's gonna keep the innkeeper happy. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> Stuff, what you need, there's one thing I would say though. You're gonna get your book the next time this happens. I don't know about the book. Never mind. The next time this happens, yeah, you don't know about the book. I found a book. I'm gonna buy it. Don't act all disturbed by it. See something along the way. I do need you to come back as soon as you possibly can because there's another guy with a job. This woman would have been if our rule is waiting before you buy the door. Okay, I'll be back now. She wanted to contact us to reach out to this note. She walks very quickly to the marketplace. You think she is walking quicker than she if normally walks. <laughs> if it happens again. If it happens. The problem with us doing it like this, we're doing this very efficiently, and the guy's not going to come back with the job for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> with the extra time. Let's, Let's go find her. <laughs> you rip! You rip! You have a job for us? Perfect, uh, perfect opportunity. That's, that's what Eric and I were just talking about. Yeah. If it ends up happening again... <laughs> Let's not you know, lose our cool about it yeah. and use it to our advantage of, you know, say maybe we just have some powerful contacts of our own. Imagine if this good woman, if we had said, ah, we understand you were looking for us, that you had some contact that needed to be made, implying that we have sources of our own that might have that information. For example, if we wait for this rip when he arrives... Well, we're going to be waiting think, for a while. Well, here's we the question. We, we just rushed oh, through see. all of this. I, I can't give it to you. What wisdom would say, you don't need it. He already gave you the information about where to follow the guy. That has a, obviously hasn't changed. You don't have to wait for it. You just go find the guy and bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is Rip wouldn't be waiting at the gate. That's the only problem. <laughs> and we could just take... But since even the innkeeper knew about the fact that yeah, we're the also being hunted. bounty, but by a different bounty. precept, and a different yeah, precept. So just added to the bounty. No. And we haven't. Oh. <laughs> I was going to mention this once we were out of town, but if we were to, I mean, this is a mold for the emperor's silver. Mm -hmm. 
it is no minor thing to this precept that they were taken from him. Hence <laughs> the thousand gold piece bounty. <laughs> if we were to get it, we might be able to trade it in negotiation for him to somehow intercede with the other precept to deal with that circumstance in Very lieu true. of the thousand gold. Very true. A shoe Thanks. shop. A shoe shop. Yes. <laughs> she goes into my shoes. Go about your business. I know exactly what you're going to do. I'll be right back. And I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to go, go get the book, and then I'm going to look around again, because I might find something new. <laughs> I'm going to not look anywhere. I already looked. Yeah, <laughs> the that is going to happen. She's so thrown off that she's going to go somewhere else, Probably. and he's never going to find her again. Yes. I was saying, you know, well, if not, I head right back. Swings. Uh. What time is it? <laughs> Nobody knows anymore. Between four thirty and five. Even better. Watch. <laughs> yeah, you're, oh no! Well, like, so, you're so cursed, dude. Nice. I. So. What don't we mess with? <laughs> Time. Time. Let the encouragement sink in. Imagine Rip's that face. Case, you search the marketplace in places that you had not previously looked, and gate, you're actually there that people have almost half an hour early. So there are there are booths that were previously closed that are not that he sent forth to obtain. And you. Uh, you do find one thing of interest that you no did not see before. I mean, there's obviously equipment variety stuff, but one thing of particular interest, crazy. and it That'd is a gold. Very fun. It's like a chain, but it's circular, um, it so kind of like a necklace. It's, but it's three foot long, and when you touch the ends together, he, he demonstrates when you touch the ends together, they they seal themselves together. And then if you pull it back apart in that spot. It comes well, easily apart. Quite honestly, but I'm he shows you to put, put it together. A if you rotate around like part. a foot, wherever you pull, no matter Imagine, where you pull, okay, you can't we're getting pull. ready to like, enter you can't the dragon's hole. You probably could snap it, but you can't easily take it apart. Yes. When you take it back that roughly in that spot, he pulls it yes. and it comes apart. How do we? Huh. You know, I'm sure this. gold. A hundred. We're gonna probably mess up more than you know. Well, we. So how did how did you do this? Uh, that's, what that's what I was asking to see the watch so for. So it would be good for like... How did this happen? Subjuring. Uh, Tell. Details. <clears throat> Details. Asked what time it was, and I looked at the watch, and it was... The four was glowing, and I hit the button. I twisted the dial, and then I hit the button. Well, you didn't twist well, the dial the first time. You, you only hit the button the first time. I only it hit made the button the first out. time. And at the end, when you were going to leave the inn, right then as you were leaving, yeah. you twisted the dial maybe five, ten minutes, and then pushed the button. I twisted down like ten minutes forward. Yeah. Okay. I can't think of it. So I twisted <laughs> as we were like I guess the, the like security people. The numbers on here were low. Like all the time. Well, it looks Not like it, it would hold some weight. But every once in a while, so, when I uh, you pull time, it, you don't pull it to break it, but you pull it, it pretty like when it's pointing solid, and it's not even straining. So if so the number is blowing, so, so like maybe it's holding. What does it do? A few hundred pounds. I don't know. Is it glowing? <laughs> um, no, it is not glowing all right. at all. Hit the button. Hit the Still button, not glowing. And it doesn't, it doesn't do anything. Correct. Nothing. It's not doing anything. Nothing happened. So it only does something. It's glowing, but it didn't do it the first time. Well, 
when it was blowing. But when I didn't twist, I didn't. Uh, what was the time the though when you set it? It was four o'clock. Yes. You pushed the button at four o'clock. Mm -hmm. The four was blowing four o'clock at four o'clock. Yeah. But I didn't uh, twist the twist the knob. While we were leaving the inn, I, it was glowing, but I twisted the knob a little bit, and I hit the button, and then we're back here. Time so then I think, I mean, we, have, we now know the process by which, okay, we've set a point, we travel forward, then you know that you move it forward a little bit, hit it again, it'll take I, you back. I did it clockwise. How, so do we, how do we set it, and then... There are continue four forward and no. not accidentally send ourselves we'll back see, to we'll that see the, 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 the I'm wondering how it exactly works. Like normal, it, it, can you only set it when it's blowing at its own specific time? Probably, probably. Or does can you set a point at, at any different? You know, doesn't matter if it's glowing or not. You set that point, and you can only activate it once it's glowing. We don't know yet. It's the first time it's happened. Does actually twisting mm -hmm. it do anything? Or is it just the button press? Because yeah, I mean, you may think, you'd be thinking if, if, you, if you twist it, you know, clockwise it goes forward. You go forward by the chain or no? Twist it back, no. backwards. Okay. Well, but we didn't go but forward. He twisted it forward, and we went back. Maybe twisting it. Fifteen percent chance that well, our pool yeah. comes. But if it had nothing to do with it, it doesn't hurt us to by do that point in the future. Got two minutes. I don't know what time is it. What time is it? You have a watch. Okay. Nothing really. I mean, there's a few odd oddities, but nothing really. You it over here just to Okay. They're having a conversation. I didn't want to be rude. And she's, she does come out at that so point. So we, uh, we she have says, some experimenting um, to do. Master Lucas. Well, not too much. Master Astard wants us to return immediately when I'm done chopping. Oh, and the, the, only thing, the only thing that dangerous. I have to do is maybe change some of my garments. Very dangerous. So I could do that here, oh, wow. or we could do it. When we get back to the either way. With Kate Power becomes the potential of somebody tracking you down to take it from you. Yes. Hourly, hourly power. We don't know. You know what? I'll fish out 20 gold and be like, go buy yourself the armor. And then I'll turn and walk back to the end. She looks flabbergasted, but she heads back to buy armor. And then she comes running. Now she's got leather armor and a pile of clothing, underwear bouncing on the top, a pair of boots, <laughs> yeah, the best short sword dagger. She's <laughs> running down the street after you. Master, Master Lucas, wait! Master Lucas, wait! How did you know I needed armor? Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. As you wish. Thank you. You're welcome. I got leather armor. <laughs> okay. Meanwhile, you fed Dothraki, uh, oh. waiting at the inn. Yeah. Um, I'm just waiting for the guy to show like up. A, it's like a, um, what's it called? It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. As you're walking down the street, uh, you see a bald man uh, with, with plate armor, and he draws his long sword, tucks his helm up under his left arm, and, <laughs> and heads toward that door of the inn. They told me about the guy, right? I'm pretty sure she, she just said there was a, he said yeah. there was a guy come in and say what he looked like. Yeah. Okay. I'll, so that could be I'll, like a bounty hunter. <laughs> I'm not going to assume that. I'll, I'll go to the door. Okay. I'm so going with him. 
he story, slams the doors, the swinging doors open, and he says, "Where's the outsiders?" Well, Rip, how are you? Rip. Rip. Oh, hi, sir. We all say, "Rip." Rip. <laughs> <laughs> okay, his eyes are a little bit wide. Like he looks, he, he looks back toward the door. Just then, Lucas steps in the doorway, and he he, he takes like two steps to the right and turns so that Lucas is on his left and you guys are on his right. And he says, uh, "Wow, I wasn't expecting him for like another five minutes." Oh, you Repu- arrived. My reputation precedes me. You could say that. How do you know me? Let's not let's not sweat the details. I heard you have a job for us. That's true. I was going to try to employ you to retrieve an item that was stolen from the precepts palace last night okay. by a. Local Cretan, a rogue. You're in listening with us, right? Yeah. I am. Okay, cool. He says, um, This is the first time I've He was wounded in the attempt, uh, and most of his men were slain, but a few got away. This morning he was spotted by a merchant. I'm quite certain that you could catch him in just a few hours. Okay, we accept. <laughs> 500 gold? Surely this is worth more than that. Yeah, I mean, it's for the innkeeper. The innkeeper says, all right, uh, are you referring to the bounty the precept put out? Wasn't it a thousand gold? He says, well, I I have to be compensated. And I'll, I'll, of course, I'll keep this, you know, out of the public eye. You guys having such high profile right now. So how about 750? More like, I mean, like a. <laughs> don't get too greedy. It's for the emperor, for the precept. This is I mean, you're not really doing anything other than just like waiting around. Just directions. What time is it, by the way? <laughs> what time? A little after five, maybe. I'd, I'd, I'd be willing to <laughs> to throw a hundred your way if we if we get it back for you. So you want 900 of the 1,000, and you want me to tell you where this guy... Oh, no, we know where he is. How do you know where he was? Oh, apparently some merchants saw him go off the road. Yeah, just after the Y split, right? How do you, uh, how do you know that? We have contacts. I said, don't sweat the details. You weren't in on this, were you? As if. It's like we need that on our heads. You're right, man. I don't think the. I don't you think have this. obvious knowledge that you shouldn't have. People don't make it in the city without having knowledge they shouldn't yeah. have. People talk. They hear things. Get it back by Sun Town. And you can have the 900. Okay. Fair enough. And then. If for any reason we should be late, we shall leave word for you in the morning. But then my hundred becomes two. I'll take that deal. That's a good deal. Agreed. Sure. I'll expect you by sundown. Sundown. How much time do you have? It's spreading. Everybody wants to know what time it is now. There are no. There is no five. So it's uh, the the little hand is approaching the six. So. 
or the, the big hand and little hand are counted together just before the six. I wasn't listening when you two were explaining it, but I think I'm, I think I'm like slowly understanding what the watch does. <laughs> oh, so can you, like, like, I'll like, ask them to like explain you said, to me like, what, well, happened, what they were talking about earlier. Okay. We shall see you this evening. Yes, he already left. Good. He's strolling out the door. Okay, you, guys, you guys are freaky. Should be walking. Darvul asked yes. for a few minutes to get some of change a few of her garments and stuff. All right. So minutes. And she does mention that she's not legally allowed to carry the, wear the long sword. Yeah. A short sword. Yeah. So she carried, yeah, carried it. When she's you carried around move like the knob before pressing the button again? I'm not sure that's how that works. Okay, but so where the first time, like, the first time sets where you're going to go back, and then, like, when you do it again. Well, but I'm thinking maybe... The second time, maybe you go you back to that time. Maybe you do it at any time the light is glowing, but it's where you move the knob to before you press the button that it sends you there. Because you didn't, you didn't move the knob at all the first time. Yeah, but we so moved that you we, to that very point. Did we did we go back to the time where I hit the button the first place? Yes, time? exactly. Yeah. Four o'clock. So, so if I, I hit the button to set the time that we're at right now, and then in the case like we need a do over, I hit the button again. Well, there's a very easy way to disprove my theory. When you move the knob, it turned the hands right. Did it turn it back to four o'clock? No. No. Okay. Then it doesn't matter. That's then you're probably right. What was what was going on? We're having this conversation as you're heading time. toward the gate now. Yeah, yeah, she's done well, 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 the first time I was uh, first time you saw the floor, is about giant carpet, the, button and the, the chest. And the light oh, you gotta order the food for the yeah, 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 <laughs> Probably about five thirty. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how many times I looked at my watch between then. Well, I'm wondering if it has anything to but do I with knew the numbers it, that remain. Yeah, but I knew it. If it, it was approaching the six, maybe it was saying that it was time to go back to four, or you'd lose it. Maybe it would go away. I don't know. Or maybe you would set it then to the six. But maybe you <coughs> set the time when the hour. Or maybe it has a two-hour. Maybe it has a two-hour limit. That right, because it's after it's two four, hours you have to four, choose to go back or continue forward. It's four, six, ten, and twelve. Yeah, it's not two hours. Four, six, ten, and twelve. Could be. Yeah, it could be circumstance. Yeah. <coughs> we don't know what causes the numbers to disappear. The innkeeper provides the meals in a pair of. Knapsacks. Darvul is ready to travel, and you're out the door, heading toward the gate. Does my watch look the exact the same as it did before? Yes. Okay. No, no numbers disappeared or anything. No. Okay. So. I mean, the only thing that. Try it again. Smoking like the priest of Hecate, he is. It's magic. Let's use it. <laughs> I will say it could be interesting if, when we approach six o'clock, if if the four glows again, if we go back without him pressing the button, it's not voluntary. In which case, we could be doing this again forever. On that cherry note, that would suck. I seriously doubt that's the case. With magic, as you know, that's incredibly potent magic. It's entirely possible. It's once a day, or even once a month. 
So it has not glowed any colors. It hasn't glowed spin. yet since. Yes. So, well, what time well, is he's it? only checked it 30 times in the last hour and a half, so he could have missed it. <laughs> how, how long did it glow for before when it did? Glow? Not more than a couple minutes. Yeah, I noticed it glowed, and I hit the button, and then the glowing stopped. And then when we were leaving the tavern, I saw it glow again, and I twisted a knob, hit the button, and we ended it back in time. And it hasn't glowed. It hasn't glowed since. Okay. I'll just, whenever you check the time. How is it? Just let us know if it glows. 20 to 6. Push out. We gotta go. <laughs> We're out of time here. Do we? Or are we? Okay. Darvel's Dar still changing. Nope, she's done. Yep. You're all done. Yeah. Everything she's done. Totally ready to go. We're talking as we're walking. Talking as we're walking. All right. Yes, we're walking down the street. All right. You're walking brusquely down the street. Imagine. Mind you, Lucas is carrying a seven-foot carpet rolled up on his back and a giant chest of money. <laughs> two and a half thousand pounds. <laughs> no, twenty-five hundred gold pieces. And that's all, that's the extra. So you can carry it; it's not a problem. So it's just not convenient. Yeah, he doesn't jingle much, other than his normal armor and stuff, because the chest doesn't make quite much rattle. Oh, okay. So just. Um. We got everything. Darvul has put most of her extra clothing and stuff in the pack that she bought, but she's still carrying the short sword in the sheath on a belt in her hands like this. <laughs> just. And I guess she put the leather armor on when she came out too, because I forgot she got leather armor. Is that the my bag? I mean, I got all my stuff. In it. I, yeah, I, I mean, I have a backpack. I have, I have, I have a pouch large. I have a backpack. She's down to over. She's really only carrying the sword and the dagger now in front of her. The rest of it she put in the knapsack. She, does she have to carry it like this? Is this some kind of Can law? She, not put it in the she said that it's not legal for her to wear a sword in the city. Can she it's not legal for you to associate with us in the city. We're outlaws. <laughs> it may be illegal to be you, but doesn't change my association. And we are outsiders, not outlaws. We are only outlaws of a certain precinct within this. <laughs> our outlawness is tied to our geography. <laughs> okay, you do pass through the edge of the marketplace on the way there. I'm going to go buy arrows. Okay. Uh, so you can buy 20 arrows for one gold. And those are flight arrows. We should respond the normal way. Let's we'll see if they have anything special. Oh, uh, he actually uh, has some. Uh, he has some arrows with heavier, uh, like hunting warheads, closer to like bear style, basically. And he has ten of them for a gold. So I got no, 25 flight, 12 target, 3 special I haven't used yet. You said 10, ten. Hunt, hunting? Yeah, they're like bear heads, basically. Yeah, good luck on the board for your Is there a bow? I have a plus one. Any bow? I have my bow. You're elven? I have I have my bow. What kind of elven? Do y'all let me use your bow? <laughs> uh, you can buy a short bow uh, in the marketplace for 
12 gold. With arrows or without arrows? Without. Arrows are gold per 20. So 13 for... A short bow and arrows. Okay. All right, and that's pretty quick on the way by. Okay, so as you are leaving the marketplace, you do notice that there are a number of individuals that seem to be eyeing you. I'll keep my hand on my... Like, maybe recognize you, or there's a, there's a small group of constables that pay attention uh, for sure. Um, a bouncer at what might be another bar or restaurant. Um, two women who are older. Uh, they're shopping at a booth that has cloth materials, whatever. They look up in your direction as you go by. And there's a lot of other people that stand out enough that you just get the feeling you're being watched. Okay. My pouch. Um, I, can I look around for like anything really suspicious? As far as suspicious behavior or suspicious stuff in the marketplace or what? Behavior. Okay. Um, you don't really see anything else other than the fact that there are definitely some people that are paying attention to you. And you realize there are wanted posters, so. Okay. Um, uh, Ricky, roll a d20. Okay. As you're just passing the marketplace, you get the compulsion to check and see what time it is. And you notice that the small hand is on the six, the long, the big hand is on the twelve, and the six is glowing. Mm. What is it? Six is glowing. Don't do anything. I'm hit the button. We don't know how it works. <laughs> you say you hit the button? Hit the button. <laughs> he hits the button. If we do okay. that, the glow goes out. I have a feeling. Nothing where we'll never learn. So See? I have a feeling. See? If we hit the button again, at some point, if it starts glowing again, we're going to end up back in this spot. So we learned that my happens more than once in a day, however we want to count day. So, so we have the opportunity to go back to this spot. Up to four hours maybe. each. Maybe. We don't four know. Four times a day. Two hours. Well, back the one hours. is four hours. Between six and we were, we, I, oh. I hit the button at four, and then when it turned six o'clock, I hit the button again. It wasn't six o'clock yet. It was. It was almost six. Yeah, it was maybe. Yeah, we were all. It was almost at six o'clock, and the four was glowing. Hit the button again. We ended it back at four o'clock. So, if at eight o'clock it's the six is glowing again, we have an idea of what it might do. Yeah. Or if at closer to ten, did the glow go out after you just hit it? Yes. Why don't you just hit it again? Well, wait like ten minutes, and maybe we can see if it brings us back ten minutes. What time is it now? <laughs> it's like 6.01. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, wait 10 minutes so we, we don't lose a whole huge chunk of time. Well, we wouldn't really lose anything. We don't gain a whole huge chunk of time. <laughs> like, relatively. Sorry. Relatively. If we end up relative back, chunk of time. We are losing relative to us. Life every time you use this magic item, I'm telling you right now. But if, <laughs> if we end up back in the tavern, I'm just throwing the watch away. of the benefits in training. Training or any form of intrigue or breaking into somewhere? What if it brings people back to life? 
Talk about I mean, time manipulation here. Nothing is impossible. I get that. Well, if someone had died in that two hours, if one of us had died in that two hours, then yeah. And why is it only us? Yeah, why is it only our party? Yeah, because because it's not people. even our party. Yes, there remember, well, his his slave woman didn't go back. She sure wasn't there when he hit the four. Neither was I. Yes, you were. No, when he hit the four, it was. Yeah, the four was, was the we very meeting, first thing. It was when we were meeting with Lady Charlotte's servant. The first time we were together. But Charlotte didn't know either. Or, but Charlotte didn't know either. Yeah, but she wasn't there when he hit the four either. You were there when he hit when he hit it first. Yeah, it was right before she walked in. But he wasn't with bartender. was there, but he wasn't at the table yet. And for all we know, maybe he did go back in time to the four hours, the two hours, Probably and he didn't. Yeah, and he just does the same thing all day, every day, so he didn't notice. No, because the conversation. So it would have. It yeah, started. but no, I meant maybe he's one of those like Skyrim. Like now I'm not going to tell anybody that I think I just went back in time two hours. Because that they'll think I'm out. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Anyway, so you go to the gate. Arriving at the gate in the corral by the gate is yep. uh, horses, riding horses, already saddled, ready to go, and okay. Victor is there. As well. Cool. Uh, Andrea's assistant, bodyguard, whoever it is, but you don't see her. Um, you do see her carriage parked to the side, so she's probably somewhere in the area. I guess we approach. Okay. Victor says to one of the stable hands, he says, okay, they're here, get the horses ready. And the stable hand goes in, starts hauling them out. Okay. I guess so. <laughs> Which one wants to be friends? <laughs> I have a natural animal friendship. He's just like, Man, I never thought of a candy store. Like, ooh, I'm a cavalry. Natural animal friendship. I'm going to be so good at riding horses. Horse. Okay, so you find you find one of the riding horses that wants to be friends. I'm going to approach the one that looks the best because uh, it says in the book that I have a really good eye for that kind of thing. Yeah, one in eight chance is the one you already animal friendship. No, it's not. So you pick the one that looks like the best. And I will try to. Well, I mean, I Mind you, they're all riding horses. They're not wild war horses. Yeah, so. well, I get um, And I'll, I'll try to like do my animal friendship thing on it because I'm a wild elf. Okay. It's very uh, friendly. Okay, I will get. Is it saddled already? Yes, they're all saddled, ready to go. I will vault into the saddle. Then. You probably don't want to deal with the riding horse very much because okay, they're, okay, they're not in armor. Yeah. Because you can quickly swing up and look just as cool. Dope. Okay? Uh, except uh, you do have a seven-foot carpet on your back and a giant chest of money to worry about. <laughs> Dude, I can use the carpet like a lance. <laughs> yeah. Charge up and I, I firmly fluff the enemy. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Oh, how it's heavy, like how a 40-pound, yeah. seven-foot-long carpet. Yeah, it's if more I, like a, a cloth log. <laughs> If you just ride them really fast and then throw the chest at the last second, look of the impact. We're going to break the horse's back with this large chest, large man. You're probably going to have to spread it out. If you lay out the carpet, Kevin's got the gold on his horse. How heavy is this chest of gold? Pretty heavy. A couple hundred pounds. I He weighs like nothing. Okay, you get some rope and you tie it on the back of the horse. I thinking he just rides the carpet with the chest on well, it. Well, you can't oh, do that right now, though. You can't do it right now. Yeah. Okay. Because well, you don't know how the carpet's going to react um, horses. And do we have enough horses? <laughs> don't worry. If they react poorly, we the can go back in time two hours. We can repeat this process. 
So we are one short. I think it's pretty important for us to realize that that's in order to repeat the process, oh, we are temporally manipulating the herself. I should clarify. Oh, yeah. Actually, she was at the table, so she was involved in that entire conversation going back and forth. What time is with this like, party? We, we're, a, we're a third level party with a flying carpet and a watch that sends us back in time. <laughs> so far. So, so far. far. So, so far. This could never go wrong. Okay. <laughs> we're so going to die. We're going to get chased out by some like angry deity. <laughs> You're doing it all wrong, guys. All right, anyway. Time to so, Stargul mounts up. Everybody mounts up, I assume. Yeah. And you're right out of the gate. Can I try to befriend the horse? No. Is that one of your abilities? No. I want to try. What I want to try. The horse doesn't hate you. How about that? Go! The horse picks you up. And you got a giant chest of money on your back. On its backside. So who has the carpet then? I guess I'll hang on to the carpet. Okay, so you carry it up like this. Down onto the horse's rump. Okay. I must have amazing yeah, He's got to switch it to different sides. Sure. My, my heart, my heart <laughs> beats like a race. It really pumps blood. It really pumps blood. All right, anyway, you ride out of the city gate. A um, little while later, you come to a fork in the road. You can go right or left. Which way do you go? Off. I, I saw you write off. it down. I'm like, you go to the right. He said to the northwest. We go to the right. Go to the right. First yeah, intersection, right. go to the right. Okay. You go just a little ways, maybe a mile. You come to another section. You can go to the right, ahead to the right, or due left. We go or to the we can go to the northwest and look for tracks. Okay, so you go off the road in that direction. I presume a stir will look for tracks. Um, uh, what time is it? <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> a track. It's time to look for tracks. It's time to look for tracks. <laughs> yeah, I'm really for yes. tracks. Uh, it is probably 6.30 on the watch and time to look for tracks. <laughs> percentile dice, actually. Oh, I just rolled a 20 there, and oh, you're done. All your 20s for the day. Well, 20 would not particularly be a good thing. No, I wouldn't. Not tracking. There we go. At least not his tracking. Good thing. 73. Okay. The tracks are pretty obvious. There's a band of horses. Um, like heading north? Northwest. Northwest. Yep. It looks like maybe five, six horses. All, you know, standard riders, probably riding horses. They don't look <coughs> particularly heavy or solid or anything. Okay? So you're heading northwest. Right. We're moving quickly because uh, we, we are on a time crunch. Yes. Time is it? Time is it. Tell me what time it is. <coughs> please, please tell us what In time In the meantime... I will, uh, we will take the time to uh, let Darbul know what we're doing in terms of the other quest that she doesn't know anything about. Oh, okay, yes. So she's, up, she's updated on both. The dog, All right. the dog is with you. Um, okay, so once now, bear in mind, once you leave the road, then you're basically on a forest trail, and there's no one around. Um, so that's where if you wanted to potentially use the carpet, then that would be the time. However... If you do run into somebody, then you have a problem. I mean, so, no you guys continue to ride the horses or some switch okay. the carpet. That's the question. I mean, it goes poorly. Just so we can stop carrying all the heavy stuff. I mean, the horses okay. aren't really fatigued or anything like that. I mean, Lucas might be carrying around a couple hundred pound chest. No, and I'm holding he has the chest. Kevin has the chest. And I am not fatigued. 
<laughs> all right, anyway, so carpet or no, that's all I need to know. Leaving it rolled up? Yeah, you can leave it and then put it away. Well, remember, it, when it sees some, when it's seen, it behaves erratically. It doesn't just stop working. It behaves erratically. So it might take off like 30 miles an hour straight up or, I mean, anything. Not what we need run right away. Or, okay. Um, hey, you follow the forest trail for what might be a couple of miles. Um, the horses do fine. The trail is pretty wide. It's not wide enough for a wagon, but it's easily wide enough for a horse, maybe even two to pass one another. Um, when... Uh, you come out into a sort of a clearing, low underbrush, little to no canopy, and uh, the tracks seem to lead to a, to a cave. You do not see any guards or any, anybody. I will do this by sundown. Yeah. I'm gonna, so, can I, could I have like tied the carpet to the horse in some way? I could like tie around the back. You could go straight across the uh, back of the horse, but if the carpet falls down, it might drag on the ground a little bit on each side. Well, I'm thinking about I'm thinking like how you would mount a lance like along the side. It would probably have to be more elaborate. Yeah, I mean, but it would be over top of your leg. I have rope. Wouldn't be able to be under your leg. I, need it. I have rope. Okay. That's it only matter if you fall. I have, oh, I will not. The fall. beginning of this journey, I got an absurd amount of rope. I have 15 feet of rope. It's got like 200. Yeah, okay. I, I forgot. Um, so you dismount. Are we, are we all dismount? You don't see any signs yes. of people, but you do see the tracks lead to the cave. So. so we should be quiet. We should let potentially those who are quietest take the lead. However, if we are going to use a light source, that's going to probably give us away anyways. And for who? Elves. I'm good. I'm fine. I'm fine. You see in the dark? I'm only human. Right. Me too. So you're going to need light. I mean, just hold our hands. If they go up, if they go ahead of us and just kind of like let us know what's going on. In all reality, they're wounded. I'll just stay in the back and. I hear something. I'll just. I, I have so let, let those who can see in the dark take the lead, and then those of you who require light follow up further yeah. behind. Yeah. Yes. You may so not be all that dark in there. It looks like a pretty tall cave and pretty far open. It's uh, 20 oh. feet wide at the front and about 20 feet high. So, first area, you're probably not going to. Do you have a magical source of light? <laughs> nope, I, mean, I, I think your just, carpet I'm, and your watch have spoiled you looking for magic weapons around every corner. <laughs> no, the glow of the a carpet and a watch you can have. Magical weaponry, that's harder to come by. <laughs> I mean, I don't, if you guys think you can handle yourselves, I could just wait out here. With that's a horrible idea. <laughs> that is probably the dumbest thing you said all day. <laughs> I'm just thinking outside. What time is it? Please. Check the watch. Inform me. Enlighten me. Go ahead. Okay. It is um, just before eight, and the six is glowing. The six is glowing. No. I think this time we will let it pass and see what happens. Yes. I'm going to close the 
close to watch. <laughs> it's driving him crazy, but he's close to watch. Okay. Willpower. Okay, you can't see in the dark either, right? I cannot. Or you guys can stay out here. Well, that's what I'm saying. I wasn't saying, like, just Yeah, me. we weren't going to go. Um, I wasn't thinking about going east. Right. Yeah. I mean, keep finding a certain... Do you want to take Dothraki with you? Do you hang out here with the horses? Uh, keep going. The guy's injured. There's nothing wrong with Dothraki. Well, well I he also has I five or six men with him. Yeah, he, he was the toughest. Injured. He does have five or six I don't know about say five or six people with him. trust the dog's ability to be quiet. That's you realize that you make a fair amount of noise, correct? Okay, but I can actively reduce my noise, whereas he's... I mean, they're all going to be making noise. As long as he doesn't bark, he's probably quieter than you. Until he does. So, you have a cave mile 50 feet away. So... If there's somebody in there looking out here, they're watching yeah, you argue with each other. Right. He doesn't bark. I'd say, let us... Stop it. It's not I random. Think, I think what we should do is, those of us who can see in the dark, go ahead a little bit. Those of you who follow behind, those of you who can't follow behind, you have a torch. Do we have torches? Does anybody have a torch? It has a magical flavor, and it, it emits a candlelight. So I, I have In the future, we should purchase torches. Yes, you did go to the marketplace. Twice. If I had... <laughs> Three times, really. <laughs> if I had a bit of time... He almost forgot to buy food on the second time. <laughs> bit, it, next time I could take some time and, and potentially build a torch. He said just push the button and go back to town and buy torches. Stir does the watch out. I could. Put it away. Put it away. We could, I mean, it's just... Another two-hour journey away. back out here. Put it away. Relative to but, right now. Put it away. <laughs> but if, if we happens. need torches, <laughs> if we don't need torches, put it away. I could press the button. Okay. Do not put it away. Is the six still glowing? Yes. Put it away. It's just before eight. Like a minute to oh. eight. It's one minute to eight right now. you got to watch it and see it clicks until eight o'clock. It's a privilege. All right. So one minute till eight. Can't yeah. be revoked. You're gonna sit there and watch it, and so what happens when it clicks to eight? Yeah, we can see what happens. But we have this opportunity to go buy torches. No, no. But we only that bad. Other numbers are on Don't ten and twelve, right? Yes. Correct. Six, eight, ten, twelve. Six, eight, No, four, six, four, six eight. eight. Four, six, ten, and twelve. Four, four six, six, ten, twelve. So, so eight doesn't necessarily have. Doesn't have any numbers, but the six is right. So maybe it's a two-hour the minute game. hand clicks on to the twelve, and the color goes out on the six. Yeah. Okay. I'm mean, gonna I draw my my weapon. <laughs> I will kill you, and, and I will go in the cave. <laughs> okay. I presume you all are following me, and I'll be as quiet as possible. I believe he's leading. I shall follow. Should I leave my coins behind so I don't rattle them too much? Can you see in the dark? Yes. Okay. Well, we can get like, a, get like a chain yeah. formation here going. Me and a I have no heritage. Another night seer in the back. I know here. Yeah. Got some like kind of like guiding us. Like Lucas in the front. It's going to get pr pretty dark pretty quick. It'd be Lucas. I can the go. One candlelight isn't going to hold too much up in a cave. I can go next, and then uh, other. Light seer, dark seer, heat seer, 
Yeah. He, he, he doesn't eat? Infravision. They see on infravision. We have hey, predator. We have the, predator vision. It's like well, the infravision. Okay. And then Rook, our healer, and then other knights here. So me in the back? I'm going to have an arrow notched. That way, if we run into trouble, I can just pop a cup, pop one off. It's, it's going to bounce yeah, off a rock and hit you back. Okay. Maybe. But <laughs> Lucas has already yeah. entered the cave mouth. So, so what on. you see, <laughs> what you just see, first of all, is uh, to the side, there are half dozen light riding horses. Um, and they're just kind of standing there, meandering around a little bit, whatever. Um, and uh, inside the cavern is about 50 feet high. And overall, it looks to be empty, basically. However, when you look up, you can see, uh, on infravision, mind you, you can see that the ceiling seems to be sort of writhing with color. It's not color bright enough to be a life force like a human, but it's definitely warmer than the surrounding room. The ceiling is right. So it's so made of a lot of little um, smaller heat signatures that are not quite as warm as a person. On the ceiling? Probably bats. Probably bats, you think. Okay. Um, you also notice that to the side on the bot on the right is something that might pass for a torch. It's about uh, three foot long, wider on one end. Um, and it's just laying on the ground. And then there is a single exit to the cave in the back, which is some distance away, probably like 50 feet or so, and it's only about five foot wide. So I don't see any humans No. Just a half dozen horses and hundreds of bats, the torch-like thing, and the five foot wide passageway out to the rear. As quiet as possible to the passageway. Okay, who was second in line? I am. Okay. So you enter the cave. You can still pretty well see it's dim in here, but the opening is pretty wide and it's still bright outside. Um, uh, you do not see bats at the ceiling or anything like what he saw, but you do notice a lot of droppings on the floor. Okay. And with your ranger training, you realize that probably means there's bats. Uh, you also notice a thing that looks a little bit like a torch, three foot long, one end of it is wider than the other, um, possibly made of wood. Like, is it lit? No, it's not lit. Uh, it could be. No, lean over and look this like good no, call. He's, he's ahead of you by several, probably 20 feet. Oh, I was going to say, good call. We, we didn't have to go back in time for this torch. I'm going to pick up the torch, by the way. Okay, so you um, have a torch in your hand. Do you have flint and steel or something to make uh, a spark with? No, but I was going to ask if somebody else did. Okay, so you turn around to the second person in the line, who was Kevin, I think. Yes. Okay. Do you have anyone to yeah. light this? <laughs> if before you light, you might want to turn your infrared off. You I'll just blind yourself. Anybody have a way of light this? No. Okay. Then comes Rook. Do you have a way to light it? You have candles. Do you have something to light your candles with? <laughs> no. Oh, crap. I have candles. I know we could have gone back in time and got something to light those candles with. It's definitely those. 
it now occurs to you that these candles that you've been carrying around <laughs> might not be all that useful without something to light them with. Six of them. You might need to get something to light the candles with at some point. Okay? And then Darvul actually comes in next. Uh, I can I can light it. Okay. Magic woman. Turn your I can't just do that. Well, shut shut your eyes. <laughs> I don't know how the red works. Uh, okay. I don't know how uh, meanwhile, are you going down the five foot hallway? Yeah. Okay. I don't want to blind you. Your provision pathos cannot turn it off full elves can. Actually, yeah, they can. Still you can transition quickly, but even then, you can't just turn it off. Yeah, you can. You can. Elves can technically pretty much see normal vision or vision on any light. So it's always active, basically. Yeah. That's why it transitions so quickly. But half elves don't have an in between. Is the problem? Yeah. So their transition, no, they go no. from I'm seeing on vision to I'm blind to I'm seeing normally, and then when they go back, they go I'm seeing normally. Now I'm blind. Now I'm seeing on vision. <sighs> they don't. They don't have the overlap. That's weird. Close your eyes. Okay. Anyway, yeah. If he just shields his eyes, it's fine. Yeah. So that's not a problem. All right. So you're holding the torch while she lights it. Yeah. Okay. So she just goes and throws a little spark on it, and um, whatever is in the end of the torch is not normal because it flares up really brightly for a second, and it starts making a little popping noise. Are you kind of pointing it away <coughs> from you and hers? You know, pointing it at anybody? Okay. And it goes and it sends out a streak of light that's about 10 foot long um, and it makes a big noise like for a second and then it goes out. What's going on? And when that happens, all the bats at the top of the cave freak out and they begin to leave the cave. And when that happens, the horses which are in the cave freak out and they begin to charge around and most of them out the exit. They're horses. Yes. That's their, oh, that's okay. their escape route. I don't know. I mean, it depends thing. on how close we put our horses in a cave mouth. They're about 50 feet away, back over by the trails where you left them. Do okay. I think it likely that that will not panic them? If the horses that run out of this cave, and let's put it in past tense, just ran by your horses, your horses probably ran. They're, they're light riding horses, and they weren't hobbled or tied up in any way. So. They took the I'm heading back right now to try and okay. potentially. You don't have any hobbles, which is a little bit dangerous to do with light riding horses anyway, because their legs are very thin. Um, so they, like, if they do try to run while they're hobbled, they can wound themselves, like lame themselves. But you can tie them to, or tightly to a tree, but nobody did. And it's not common to do that unless you need to, because usually you, you let them like pull themselves loose if they need to, because that's their only protection against predators. And it allows them to graze. One that had a carpet on it. Yes, I was saying, like... Yes. Okay, so anyway, uh, the bats freak out. So no one's going anywhere right away because there's literally like hundreds of bats going out the entrance. So you have to at least give it a second before that clears. The horses are going out too. Um, one of the horses in the entranceway rears up like on, on its hind legs and then slams down hard and then gallops out the entrance. Um, and so it's a pretty chaotic, pretty noisy moment. Um, obviously you're aware, uh, even though you've started... You know, ten, you, about 15 foot down that passageway, you see a spot where it's like going down steps, and the the passageway that it's going down into is partially flooded. Like it's got about 10 to 12 inches of water. I'm still in it. Closing my eyes. Oh my good. 
No, yeah, you're fine. Okay. I don't know. You'd be good now, but I think if you're turning it off, then you're it was just an explosion in. Because it's dark? Yeah, like a hiss, flash, flash bang, basically. Okay, uh, when you do get outside, uh, you see that. Most of the horses that you brought here bolted. Um, the only horse that has not left the clearing is um, the horse with the chest on the back. So the carpet's gone. The carpet's gone. Now, mind you, it's not gone far. It's gone off into the woods or back up the trail a gotcha. little ways. How far they'll go, I mean, they are pretty far-ranging animals, yeah. but how far they'll go. They're not going to go real far because it wasn't. <coughs> so, but if they are running in a line, they might... So I'm going to I'm going to take that horse with the chest to try and get the other horse or get another horse. Okay, so Herrick is going back to grab the one the one horse that you have and start rounding up horses. What is everyone else doing? We're gonna continue. I'm coming on. back to the opening to see. Okay, you see What's that? What time is it? <laughs> Jesus dude. <laughs> Is bolted, Darbul says. It's more of a learning than trouble. The horses inside here bolted, and when they bolted, most of our horses ran back up the trail. We tried lighting a torch because half of us are blind. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, how much gold is in this chest again? Um, thousands. If you flee now, if you flee now and become an NPC, you make your level in cap. <laughs> it's true. <sighs> <Man>. <laughs> Tough times. It just depends on what roll code is. All right. Maybe not. So roll, make a right, make a right <laughs> check. I rolled a two. Okay. And I do have horsemanship. Right. You, did, you managed to round up a horse. One in six chances. The carpet horse. Yes. No. Yes. You have one We're horse. Blind. So I will lash it to a bush or whatever and proceed after that the other. It doesn't matter. Okay. It does to me. Roll again. What time is it? I'm running out of the Twelve. Can you even see what's that? I tie you all to trees and do the business myself. And go down the mountain. I turn around and go down the hole. Have you checked what time it was? And like and all the times you keep saying what time Twice. it is, they're checking? Yeah, but I, every can, time, can, every every time I ask what time it is, I open my watch. Okay, it's um, probably. Can he actually see? You can't. There's no eight, right? So it's probably like the the long hand is over around the five, around where the three would be, and there's no three, so it's about eight fifteen, and the six is glowing. I'm not there. I'm walking away. <laughs> He's a little upset. I'm going to hit the button. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, you hit the button, and everyone needs to roll a d20. Oh my lord! <laughs> what have we learned? This is a, this is a death saver. That's what this is. This is save versus death or die. You understand that, right? No. I don't know. We, we don't know. 19. Probably. 
Eleven. Nineteen. Thirteen. He's okay, getting uh, to the block! He's getting out the big black book! No! <laughs> <laughs> It's the Lord Low. Book of Doom. Two. Doom. Zero. Nice. Two. Okay, so what was your roll? So you always ask. All percentile. I will I'm Wait, telling you, I, I mess no, with this stuff with my mind. What was your roll? Thirteen. What was your roll? Eleven. Three. Okay, so what happens is you... It's like dizzy for a moment, and then you show up just as you're riding out of the gate of the city. Okay. As you do so, everybody but Herrick falls from the saddle. Okay, from the disorientation. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and Lucas. What the heck, Herrick man? Lucas. Okay. So, in falling from the saddle, you take two points of damage. You take one point of damage. You take three points of damage. Lucas stops the horse. Oh, I didn't jump her. Hold on. Nope, she's fine. She didn't fall. Takes a deep breath. Hey, we can get torches now. <laughs> no! And we can keep the horses from speaking. Yes. <laughs> Victor comes and stands in the gate. He says, are you okay? Is there something wrong with the horses? No. Apparently no. they're all left-handed. <laughs> not, <laughs> left, left, left not the Is horses. that a thing? <laughs> they're all left-hooked. Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> it happens. All right. I don't know oh, my goodness. Do. Okay. <laughs> so you... you um, Round up the horses that you just fell off of. Yep. Sitting on my horse, like white knuckled on the reins. Just like trying really hard to keep my composure as they're doing all this. Okay. So, wait, is the market like close to the, to the gate? There aren't, but there are some merchants that are nearby. If you get torches, you can probably do that. Yeah, okay, we're going to go. Uh, and Flint and Tinder, since it appears that Darvul is the only one that has any. Darvul, I'm going to give Darvul a piece of gold and have her go get a couple torches. Okay, so she brings back six torches, and uh, uh, Flint and Tinder is more expensive than that, so probably like another gold for Flint and Tinder. Okay. okay. Or Flint and Steel, I should say. You can use anything Steel, but Flint is hard to buy. We only need the one she had it, so... Never heard to have a second one. All right, well, I'll do that. Okay, so two gold. Two gold. All right. <laughs> and you ride out of town. <laughs> Okay, we'll stop there. On the upside, but how cool is that? <laughs> <laughs> That's terrifying. That is so terrifying. I don't understand. We, we this were is fine. Always two and a half hours out. out more than I ever did. <laughs> we lost the carpet. Almost. Yep. So we didn't lose anything. Yeah, we didn't lose anything. We almost lost the carpet. We almost lost the gold. We're messing with stuff that that you just don't mess with. There are forces in the universe that don't like time stuff. Come talk to me when they show up. Right. (laughs) When they show up, push the button. (laughs) So we we lost our carpet. We lost half of our horses, most of our horses. We almost lost the gold if he would have taken it away from us. And which is and which is the and in all fairness, you probably lost the element of surprise, which yes. may have been the most valuable thing you lost. Exactly. Which is the only reason. So now we hit the button. I did not punch you as hard as humanly possible. <laughs> so I hit the button, and we have all that stuff back. We could try, try it. And we've only lost a couple points. I lost eight points. Overall, we are fucked. Nothing. And we have once again. Which you could take a minute. Lucas could do natural healing and probably get those hit points back. Yeah, no, I'm not making my my will there. We have no way. Not on everybody. 
I didn't think about that when I took healing. I haven't discovered the horrible consequences still very useful to have. We've only messed with it twice. We've only torn at the fabric of reality twice in one day. Don't worry about it. You would think you're lawful. Are you lawful? There is nothing that goes... I am lawful. Speaking from experience, there are rarely consequences for this. Rarely. Yes, but when there are consequences for this, it's over. <laughs> well, no, no, no. It's, it's rarely over. You just may not remember certain things. Like your oh, childhood. that was a good call. Oh, that's fine. Yes, it was. <laughs> or, man, you're lucky, it was, you're lucky it was after 6 o'clock because if your theory was correct that when you got to 6 o'clock you lost the ability to go back to 4 o'clock, <coughs> if there was an 8, then you would have lost the ability to go back to 6 o'clock. Yeah. If, if you're right. So, hey, well, things, things just got real interesting. So, so, so <laughs> do the papers. Yeah. Why this today? Yes, you did. That took entirely longer than I thought. And you did have to do it twice. Twice, well, we twice. Had to, we had to do uh, everything. Um, a couple times. Well, we had to do once isn't enough to figure out how exactly it works. You got to do it multiple times. Yes, a couple not times. Not in one day. For, yes. Not in a six-hour period. It may or may not be in my, my God's favor. Anyways, too. So. Oh, yeah. So, Akati's very much in favor of using magic. If you have a magic item, you don't use it. Oh, that's Loki. kind of a waste. Look, yeah. I'm a magic. I'm a being. Oh, yeah. Loki would love this. This yes. is right up his alley. Oh, oh yeah. The second very time was a good call. Because we were ill-fully, woefully ill-prepared to go into this In Lucas's eyes, that was incredibly stupid. We have been woefully ill-prepared for everything that we Exactly. And this is a huge bonus. Exactly. <laughs> Ignore all downsides. Or, or, yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. or will be our downfall. It's going to be one of the two. There's no way Luke, Lucas has a valuable insight for a, a lawful individual, and that is that it's like it's very much like bringing a howitzer to a knife. You know, you use, you use going back in time two hours to get... Two gold pieces worth of supplies. And to undo some mistakes that just you just shouldn't have made in the first can. place. <laughs> just because you can does not mean you should. Yes. Well, well once well, you but just because you did. can doesn't mean you shouldn't either. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Although, in all fairness, that is a much more logical statement when one actually knows how to do what one is doing. So we're in the training stages. So if you eventually know how to do it, then you can decide not to do it. <laughs> but if you don't know how to do it, you can't later decide to do it. One does not learn how to cook without turning on a stove, and stoves are very dangerous. Sometimes. You, you could have used like, the learn how to made it out from that cook. situation. You you're not going to learn how to cook if you don't burn yourself a few times either. Yeah. You can at least no, told us. No, that's not true. Because the burning yourself in this instance is... Time elemental, okay. gone. Okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> One does not start bike. off juggling chainsaws. <laughs> we have no reason to juggle chainsaws. But we have a chainsaw. <laughs> We've got to learn to use it safely. We have a nuclear bomb. So we're going to have to practice juggling it so we can cut down trees with it. <laughs> let's, let's take... Let's take this this horseman from the 15th century and put him in an F-22 Raptor and just let him go wild. That's what we're going to do. Oh, yes. No, we're not talking Well, that. when he comes back, he's really going to appreciate a horse. <laughs>
First of all, he won't even know how to take off. Here, there's just a button. We we literally undid a ton of mistakes that we shouldn't have made in the first place. Exactly. Because you make mistakes does not give you the right to mess with the fabric of reality. We have just don't do it. We have undone the mistakes we made in the We're not the first person to mess with the fabric of reality. Oh, gosh, no. Look around, look around on the floor and see if the floor needs vacuumed anywhere, please. See the stories I, I don't tell. think so, because I don't really think we did anything. But. Only a few of them are happy. Actually, one of them is very happy. Now we're going back. We have our own torches. One of them. We don't have to scare all the Yeah, the, the current one. Well, torches. the most recent time change was happy. <laughs> Mostly. What spray are you talking about, Dad? You can uh, there should have been a, like a disinfectant spray or something in there. Or, is there wipes? Just use a light spell. What? Is there wipes? Yeah, Alright, we can just use the wipes real quick. I mean, See, this is why I don't understand. People really like making humans. <laughs> like, really like what? Making humans. Like, we have, there's so many humans. <laughs> They do tend to breed like rabbits. Yeah, well, but the problem is, I'm like, I play an elf in, in all the campaigns that I'm a part of in Low Moon, and like, everybody's like, constantly complaining that they, they can't see. <laughs> Make a non human character. There's like 13 races, guys. Come on. Yeah. There well, are certain limitations, long, though. Yes, in a long like, Wait campaign. until you get to say, oh, I don't know, ninth level. Wow. Because you can't go any higher without paying double experience. Only in certain classes. And Cavalier is one of them. I think that's true. Yeah, my, if, uh, if it is, it's probably pretty hard. Victor, pretty high for him. having become an elf, yeah, I can like vouch that it's true. Oh, right. No. I'm, never, I'm not going to get higher than that. This is low moon. I'll be dead or drunk. I believe it's I took the If I took the same as this is low moon, I would think could, that could go either way. Yep. Well, I mean, the highest level character that yeah. is ever. Although at some point, when, when you get to about twentieth level, you're probably going to need a game master because I'll probably be dead and gone. <laughs> the the yeah. highest level anyone has ever been in Lone Moon was what sixteen. I don't know if it's in there because it was part. And of it was Kendra when I gave her back a level. Sure, <laughs> I thought it was. Nice. Because we got everything we need to get. I rest through a restoration spell that, that like I cast off a great page spell. eight. It's <laughs> not a usual situation. Yeah, we need to get now. We can go oh. back prepared. Yeah, so Kendra's not listed. And it goes against do it all. It goes against everything you believe. Do it all. Well, I think Cavaliers are. I think we treated them as. Yeah, you were all the way. And those all was just like. No, but that's the worst part. It's at his whim. There's something about Elven. This is absolutely at this point. At this point, this watch is making me. Did you read it? No, I mean, I, I, I just know that there's a. I don't know if there's a sanity. I'm assuming there's a cat. People came and said there are. Would be better for you if there wasn't. Literally, <laughs> yeah, it would be nice. Okay. And if you get enough of them, oh, you just try. That might, uh, that might probably happen. That might be the downfall of all this. I'll just go insane and start hitting the button all the time. So, my guess is, here's, here's, as a player, this is my assumption as to the downside of using this watch. If you overuse it, you will actually begin to gain insanities and or draw the attention of time elements. And you gain insanities when you roll uh, level, da, 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 da. roll a d6, and if you roll under the number of insanities, you the gain... The Kevlar class is not listed on those tables for elves and high elves. Yeah. No, it just becomes a part of your character. 
It's the it's so, wrong maybe. What, oh, says, okay, actually, maybe. Uh, no, it's, it's up it's at the top. Happens with illusions. Oh, okay. That's how page when reality, like, you eliminates unlimited advancement. Aaron went. Cavalier class is not listed on the table. Levels. Levels high elves, bard is not listed on the table. Half elves because level advancement either of those classes is unlimited for any character. There you go. With the requisite ability classes. Their ability classes. So, yeah. So, so awesome. you will go, you can that legitimately go crazy. There's a system for it. I learned something new. I learned that I'm not as bad off as I thought I might have been. Thanks for choosing this uh, role-playing Low Moon and More podcast. I hope you'll tune in for future episodes. This has been Low Moon Outsiders. We also podcast every couple of weeks, Low Moon Uprising, a different band of heroes in a different situation. We also play Low Moon Origins, and we don't podcast that all that often. That campaign has been going on for upwards of 33 years now, approaching 34. So we've got a time coming up near the future, a big anniversary, and we may do some things with that. But uh, thank you so much for being a supporter of this uh, game and ministry. And if you made it to this end, then you must really be interested in what happens to the characters. And I appreciate that so much. Or maybe you fast-forwarded through, and even then, you still went further than a lot of folks. So, so grateful for you and your support. Check us out at churchtoledo.com if you want to know more about the ministry, more about what we do uh, in our times when we are not playing our fantasy characters and running our fantasy games. And uh, we do have a podcast that is The Church. It's also on Podcast Garden. And you can listen to short and full messages there, discussion about important spiritual issues, uh, praise music, and sermons. And that is uh, at New Heights Toledo. So it's podcastgarden.com forward slash podcast forward slash New Heights Toledo. And it's the number one featured podcast on Podcast Garden as this podcast comes out. So you shouldn't have any trouble finding it. We appreciate your support. Lots of information on the church website. Lots more episodes to come, I hope. Unless Jesus comes again first, and then that'll be the end of this particular story. Um, God bless you today.